So last time you, this is an Avangelion podcast, but we spent a, a significant amount of time talking about magic cards. <laughs> All right, right, yeah. So last time, since you had a magic card story, it turns out that I have a magic card story. And it's about this magic player I knew who was maybe the most goth, goth guy that I've ever met. I didn't really know him. But, um, so I'm picturing like full-on crow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, what's the uh, Sisters of Mercy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't actually, I don't know. Who are the Sisters of uh, Mercy? So I have this list of like uh-huh. my 50 to 100 favorite songs. There's a gentleman of a certain age who, uh, uh-huh. you know, I, I now only know music that's at least 20 years old. <laughs> so it's kind of like the best of what came out of the genre, like the eras while I was paying attention. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it covers all these weird genres. And there's a particular emphasis on things that I was aware of but hated when I was actually that age, but have <laughs> afterwards like come to think it's, oh, right. it's cool. And, and Sisters of Mercy is one of those. Sisters of Mercy. I don't know how popular or how much they ever actually put out, <laughs> but there's this one uh, video. I mostly just love, no, I love the music too. It's insane. Uh, it's called This. How's it go? Hair now, hair now, now. Oh, yes. Okay. I know that band. Sing sure. Yeah, yeah. Commotion singing. <laughs> I don't even know. But yeah, but that video is nuts. Huh. Yeah. So that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> so like I, I guess I don't know set. what the, yeah, I don't know what the yeah. Sisters of Mercy look like. <laughs> but this guy, so this was like 1995, 96, about the year when Evangelion came out. It's like Mad Max Fury Road with no budget. That's how right. they look like. <laughs> yeah. No, no, he's not even, no, so no, he's much more like Victorian age goth. Ah, frilly uh, cuffs. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, he had a veil that he would drape over his laptop. Beautiful. So we're we're in this cafe called the Paradiso on Capitol Hill, and uh, he would sit over there, and this is 1995, so not a lot of people had laptops, Um, but he had one, and he would drape this black, like, veil over it. Um, but he was also a magic player, mm-hmm. and so we used to go to this place all the time to play magic. And um, this guy, when we met him, he introduced himself to us as Satirico. That was his <laughs> his, his handle. That's like his his. So I thought it was his real name. <laughs> like oh, um. that he had come out of the womb, <laughs> right. goth. Yeah, and no. his, Satirico. His that's like mother and father, yeah. Satan, and <laughs> that's pretty good. And, and my June. Is, my name is Steve. <laughs> yeah, so funny. nice to meet you. Uh, this is yeah. This is Jason. He had a chainmail like <laughs> yeah. glove on. Yeah. Well, he would wear like the blouse, and um, he had his hair kind of long and and black and in his face. He only played black decks in Magic. Naturally, at least that's how I remember it. <laughs> I, I mean, he maybe maybe he played white. I don't know, but well, just on principle. Yeah, I don't think he would. <laughs> that's just how I remember it. But um, yeah, I, I traded with him once. I traded. I don't remember what I got, but I got a fallen angel. Um, oh, awesome! The fallen card. angel. Yeah, yeah. What was it? It was like it was like had flying and it was inflatable, right? No, I don't think it got bigger. It did have some like something like an extra kind of power. There was one of those angels that for each sacrifice you'd get like a plus two, plus one, mm-hmm. and it was kind of insane. Mm, no, fallen angel was like the Sarah angel was the white version. And the fallen angel was the black version. Mm, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't. I remember I had the, got the card from Satirico, and then later I was like, you know, going through my cards with these other nerds that used to hang out there and play 
uh, magic. And this guy's like, oh, you know, I was telling him, oh, yeah, I got this uh, fallen angel. I just traded for it. And the guy's like, well, who, who traded you this fallen angel? You want to know the details? And I was like, oh, Satirico traded it to me. And he goes, <laughs> you mean Doug? <laughs> what? <laughs> I never felt so betrayed. Okay, I, mean, I almost just said that's the whitest name I've ever heard. But then I was remembered, oh, goth isn't an ethnicity. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, not Maybe. mutually exclusive. Kind of is. There is sort of like a, um, I would say that there's probably a dominant ethnicity among goths. Although I think if I remember properly, Doug, a.k.a. Satirico, was, uh, he might have been, he was brownish. Kind of like me. Brownish other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of yeah. hesitate before you check the It Caucasian was a dark locks. cafe, too. So it's now that I'm thinking back, how would I know? <laughs> it was how, a dark cafe. Yeah, you only ever saw him in, like, in the shadows. I never saw him in the daylight. That's true. <laughs> um, he had a reputation to keep up. <laughs> yeah. Making chainmail gloves was a pastime among the, like, LARPing goth <laughs> crowd at my high school. Everybody had their like half finished chainmail glove project. How do you make a chainmail glove? You use uh like um there, oh <laughs> no clamps. Oh like needle nose pliers. Needle nose pliers. <laughs> ah, someone who's <laughs> ever worked with their hands. Um needle nose pliers and you just meticulously twist little bits of I'm just gonna touch this down a, a notch. I've seen it go I've seen it spike red a couple times. Oh yeah. <laughs> the continuation of our podcast here continues with our increasing uh, confidence and perhaps overconfidence with the equipment <laughs> that we've got here. We just tweaked a level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're doing live. our own production in real time. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I I can't remember if I told this story already, but I actually bowed out of that friend group at one point where it got too weird for me. The magic friend group? Kind of the, oh, oh, the, 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 the uh, LARP friend group. Right. The uh, chainmail glove friend group. They were sort of friends in law because I had one friend who went back to grade school, but he sort of took more and more of the dark path there <laughs> yeah, and yeah. ended up like hanging out with all these guys. Oh, I like see. real like, you know, trench coat, you know, neo looking guys plus like, you know, about 15 or so BMI. I'm just trying to think of how many of these tiny little rings it must take to make a pair of gloves. Oh, it would take them forever. It was like what they'd be sitting at the lunch table putting these, yeah out in public in front of god and everyone (laughs) (laughs) shameless oh yeah and they would they would do their their white wolf um larping like out on the yard in front of the school and so i didn't you know i couldn't be seen (laughs) with those guys i did play one session with them and it's still etched into my mind it was something about like, we were all meant to be worried about a werewolf hunter coming to town. <laughs> and he had a sword that could find, like, us crazy wolves. How old How old are these guys? This is high school. This oh is, my like, goodness. sophomore through senior <laughs> high schoolers. Oh, and I was asking about, so the sword, it can find us? And they're like, yeah. And so I asked, how? Does it fly? Mm-hmm. And they all agreed, yeah. <laughs> 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 this sword's like flying through like modern day, you know, Belfair, like seeking out <laughs> werewolves, huh. wearing trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like, uh, and so that that's why they needed the chainmail gloves. Right, right. So they could block the sword with their hand. 
are they werewolves then in this scenario? Yeah, yeah, because it's live action role playing. So they, and I, I, I tried to clear that up because I'd done a lot of Dungeons and Dragons with, uh, with my friend group, but I, you know, I considered this to be way <laughs> far out there. So I tried to clear up. So are we? How much are we pretending? Right. <laughs> or how much are we actually believing? Are, this is, is there happening? dice rolling at all? No, you just kind of go with it. It's more like improv theater <laughs> with some like uh, rules, like RPG uh-huh. elements. So you have to, you, you can only do, like, you can't throw a fireball unless you have that ability. If you have that ability, yeah, then you do like a Hadouken move <laughs> and, a, and everyone goes, whoa. That is bizarre. I remember too, there was a thing about this role playing system, which I'm sure is a great role playing system. We want to alienate any of our white wolf fans out there. I'm sure it's about a, uh, well, at this point, at this age, probably not many people left. Just like four or five. Four or five people, potentially listening to the white wolf. Surefine role playing system. One of the elements of it was everybody had like a surface personality and then a deep, dark personality. Oh, and I And that see. really confused me too, because I was like, okay, so I'm supposed to act this way like whatever their equivalent of chaotic neutral was. Right. But then deep inside, I'm also a ancient despoiler. And these are my <laughs> goals. Like I'm not smart enough or like trained that's, enough as an actor to like do this. That's like tragically nerdy. I, yeah. I yeah. These guys were, you know, small, unincorporated town goth <laughs> is like the real deal. Um, that friend of mine did eventually start a family. Oh, well, good so for him. don't worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I screwed it up. Let's just cut this back. I'm going to start it over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I finally got my phones in so I could tell you were playing it. Yeah. Yes. All right, I'm just waiting. Battle. Oh man, Steve. Uh, the other the other day, he was, he was trying to tell me what song this was, and I was like, the one that goes dun 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 dun. I'm doing this over <laughs> I am. Dun 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 dun. He's like, yeah, that one. Man, gets the it gets the blood boiling. <laughs> it does really, song. yeah. Well, it's I'm sort of like go. it's like the equivalent of a like workshop gun loading scene in an action movie like very it's very mili- uh, militaristic grabbing kind of march kind of a march to it yeah we're like yeah. like the um the imperial march from star wars it's got that sort of sense to it like this get serious get in line so i was uh so i was um watching shin godzilla which is uh, Hideki Anno's Godzilla movie that came out two years ago. I oh think. my goodness, time flies. And it occurred to me that like, well, watching it right away, it's, it's basically a live action Evangelion. Uh, it's almost exactly the first episode of Evangelion. But, yeah, um, it's amazing that I haven't like <laughs> taken the time to watch this, yet, but. <laughs> it's good and I, I bought it so we can, we can watch it at our leisure is there someone back there briefly and they, <laughs> then they left an embarrassment i think <laughs> uh and then um so it, it plays out like an episode of evangelion yeah and then it has uh 
it uses the same music. So I was watching it and I'm like, hey, I know that song. It's Decisive Battle. So to be clear, it's it's a it's a Hideki Anno joint. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Di- directed by um, you know, kind of like in his vision, mm-hmm. um, our man from uh, Evangelion here. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like a c- carbon copy, as we've been <laughs> describing it. Yeah, it is. in a lot of ways. Yeah, we've got like the uh, you know, big evacuation scene. You've got a lot of stuff about um and maybe we should do a plug cast where we go over it, but it, it gets into the uh um the military Lots of ordnance fired at Godzilla. Um, they even do this kind of um, uh, Godzilla evolving a couple of times. Oh, right, uh, right. And it'll attack, and it gets beat up a little bit, but then it, you know, figures out how to make its scales stronger. Is yeah. there like a Shinju and a Misati? No, well, <laughs> that's kind of funny. There is a character. That's funny you asked. There's a character. She's an American, um, but she's ja- clearly a Japanese actress, and and that and. And also, it's clear that English is not her first language because <laughs> they have her speak a few uh, American oh, or English lines. Bless her. But um, she's supposed to be, I can't remember, like an ambassador or something. And uh, But she's kind of that Masato character. I mean, actually, I'm imagining her. I'm, I'm thinking of a live-action Masato. She's got long hair and sort of dresses <laughs> a little more like cool i guess i imagine uh hideki ano like passing on actress after actress (laughs) and like (laughs) ano-san what are you looking for i've got something very particular (laughs) in mind so it's she might actually be a well-known japanese actress i don't know in our um, in our uh, new format uh the hideki anography i have mm -hmm. i have that movie like at the very end i mean by the time we get there ultraman will probably be out yeah, yeah. So there's like episode 60 or 70, somewhere in there. <laughs> right, 2025. <2025. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we're doing these about five times a year at this rate, so. <laughs> right. I think we are, we're almost month for month. Oh, now, okay. We've had, a, we've had a couple of just one or two that were in close proximity to make up for our like two month gaps <laughs> and some. You can listen to us we, age. We didn't do, we don't have your, your notes oh, up. <laughs> no, we didn't pull up our, uh, we, our uh, life raft here. We didn't do, okay, we did our <laughs> music. We didn't do our greetings and we again, didn't say welcome. Again, for the folks at home, we, we have certain challenges uh, <laughs> with the, um, the structure of our podcasts. Uh, and we really lean on this very large font list of instructions yeah so greetings uh welcome to neon podcast evangelion oh my goodness a podcast about our favorite show our absolute favorite near and dear to our hearts near and dear to our hearts neon genesis uh evangelion if you didn't catch it right we've done a little word play to come up with our podcast name right i i was i told the name of the podcast to someone earlier today Neon Podcast Evangelion, someone who's not familiar at all, of course, with the show, and they, <laughs> yeah. they raised their eyebrow. I said, well, the show's called Neon Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> and they looked for, like, an exit right. <laughs> from that conversation. Oh, yeah, they can already tell us it's going downhill. Yeah, they turned to my wife and started talking about <laughs> something else. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you married one of those, did you? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, good provider, huh? Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, so it says in large type here, say our names and say welcome. I said welcome. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm Michael Ayers von Lonen. I'm Steve Ayers. We're cousins. Uh, right. If you're joining us for the first time, which is possible. I think about that a lot. Like, where where do people first listen to this? I almost hope they're starting 
like this episode or the last one, we're starting to actually figure out how to use the equipment. I know, because I, in my <laughs> mind, I like I like this idea. You know, there's there's a joy in watching us develop. Like that's that's something we keep returning to. Like, oh, you know, learn along <laughs> with us. Except for it's only really interesting to us, probably. <laughs> I know. how bad we used I know. to be. <laughs> yeah, endure this so you can appreciate it later. Yeah, it's really like an old track cross country kid. Yeah, you know, kind of thing. Like we are excited to uh, occasionally hit on the topic of Evangelion during right. our extensive podcast. Yeah, yeah. Often we end up talking about other things. How long has it been since our last episode? I think we're doing great. I actually didn't look this up ahead of time, but it's probably a month or less. It's, it's uh, periodical. It's periodical know, at podcast best. Podcast periodical. Right. Limited by um, a bunch of uh, distractors from our personal lives. All kinds of stuff. There's a, of the huge uh, work. The birth of my child in seven days. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got a baby about <laughs> ready to pop out. So <laughs> You're right, right. That puts... <laughs> Uh, a little bit of emphasis on dad's duties around uh, the house, I guess. I guess. Yeah. I've been asked a lot recently, like, oh, are you prepared? And I kind <laughs> of, it makes me feel prepared. Like... You have one already. <laughs> right, right. It makes me feel like there's something I'm missing because I've, I've done nothing. Can't we just give the new one to the old one and it just works itself out? Right. Mother's, mother's busy producing a new child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we just hand down the, the next one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The that first one. He's three. Oh. Okay. No. He's nearly four. Oh. Okay. So, so he'll be a big could, brother for sure. Right. He if he can physically lift the child, which I think he can, <laughs> at <laughs> okay. four he can do most things that you need. To yeah. Care get for him a baby. changing them diapers right away. Right. Right. Yeah. Clean. Clean the child. I remember that. <laughs> uh, distant feeding, memory. Feeding yeah. And and whatnot. We never had to burp him. Like, oh. <laughs> raised on you know television movies. He just figured it out. Yeah, I I knew that that was this thing you had to do to a baby, but we never we never once like burped him. Huh? And he didn't. He just worked it he out didn't or choke or huh? That's an interesting uh... cry and point at his throat or anything. <laughs> He's so. able to burp on his own. I guess, yeah, yeah. We're huh. a family of strong. That's strong like burpers. um. That's like when a giraffe is born, it can already walk. Yeah, when my children are born, they can born, they can already burp. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's like pretty advanced. Could be uh, evolutionary. Uh, <laughs> right, advantage. right. It's a mutation that uh, hopefully doesn't end with my line. Mm -hmm. The great advantage to humankind. It says uh, on the SoundCloud page we posted the last one twenty nine days ago, which means that we made it about a week and a half before that because I was stricken with flu. Oh, that's right. And took me a while to actually get the uh, the production done. Yeah, so, so five weeks. Right about, a, right about five weeks. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, not bad. So this makes for great podcasting, just telling people <laughs> how long it's been since the last time they listened to us. So we've been doing other things in, in the middle <laughs> as well. Certainly. Podcast-related things. Uh, yeah. We've got now a Twitter account. Yes. So this is this is exciting developments for us. I'm sure we talked about from the start, like how to get ourselves out there, but with a, you know, sort of a sweat on my brow and mm -hmm. uh, uh, what a lump in my throat or whatever the yeah. analogy is, I, you know, I clicked the button, you know, to put a big <laughs> post on Reddit. Oh, that that's right. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, the Reddit Evangelion community, which mm -hmm. is, um, I've been a lurker there, afraid to engage basically. <laughs> <laughs> Like, uh, and you know, I've, I've, I've followed it long enough now that I can, I want to give 
my impression of it basically being a place to post uh, NSFW pics of of the the four hot stars. Okay. Well, five if you include <laughs> Kawaru, um, with the occasional Shinji. Mixed oh, you're in. you're saying Reddit Evangelion is yeah. mostly nude pictures of Ray and Asuka. It's not fully nude pictures of Ray and Asuka. Occasionally, it's not safe for rebuild. work. Because your reputation might be damaged if someone saw you looking at anime. <laughs> well, they're labeled NSFW and blurred out until you click on them. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, and then there's, uh, I really enjoy the continual battle of good and evil, uh -huh. which is when the, um, the person comes on and says, you sickos, she's 15. And then a bunch of uh, other guys get on and say, no, no she's 14. We're actually the mature ones <laughs> yeah. because in the... For instance, in the subject matter, they're treated as adults, so therefore it's okay <laughs> to uh, uh, post a, <laughs> a meticulously outlined version uh, <laughs> of their anatomy <laughs> on the site. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of like trying to get the moral high ground about like um, leering over, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> leering over mm. these uh, really <laughs> high quality drawings. Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's, so, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of, so again, we, we, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, but that is, and may have always been a very large proportion of the Evangelion fan community. Yeah. Is huh. like reproductions <laughs> of like, stars. Yeah. So you're talking about like fan content. What do they call that? Fan, like, oh, uh, fan generated content. Uh, it's not fan fiction. Yeah, let me pull it up now, just for a. For just are for are some we live at work commentary. though? First, <laughs> no, we we are at work, so I can click on all these without looking over my shoulder. Yeah, there. Okay, so this so it's a lot of art. So th these are these are cool. This guy drew kind of like a Necronomicon version of the Zeli. Oh yeah. Symbol. Oh, that's kind of cool. Cool. Look, twenty two hundred forty five upvotes on that. Um, is that a lot on Reddit? Oh, it's about that's about right anywhere from like up to two thousand on this subreddit. Uh, it's a you know a nice a cool Asuka, you know, sort of a hip hop awesome. hip hop looking Asuka. She's got a yeah. hoodie on. Yeah, it's sort of the rebuild version. Was that one of the blurry ones you just went by? Uh, no. Yeah, no. It's somebody who noticed Asuka in another anime. You know, so far, so oh, far, I so see. good. Actually, we're doing we're doing well. <laughs> uh, there's Gendo. Yeah. Oh, a Metroid Asuka. Ooh, these are good. See, yeah, the the quality is is high. We should be. I guess we should be tweeting these. I'll have to tweet some of these. There's oh, loads nice and loads. Little, like I mean, a watercolor one. If you're off for like, if you don't follow it for a week, and then you come back, it's you know a fresh new load of all these. Oh, right. hey, there's that. Um, we talked about that giant. Oh yeah, uh, the sculpture. giant unit one. And there's a. Uh, a person doing the Shinji sitting in despair on a folding chair. Oh, I get it. In yeah, front there of it. you go. You know, so far, yeah. so safe for work. Yeah, these aren't so bad. Yeah. I'm oh, not... there's a Shinji-looking kid. Yeah, a lot of people like doing this trick where you put on a white T-shirt and look sad. Put your hair down Snap over your pick. face a little. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's that uh, tsunami, famous tsunami painting, but it's got the first, uh, or no, that's the second Ava, right? Yeah. Or the angel. Okay, well, this is not supporting my thesis that uh, everybody on Reddit is posting no, um, okay. disgusting <laughs> pornography. That's but, all right. Um, hey, good job, Reddit. Class. Oh, I like this one a lot, actually. Uh huh. I mean, this is just oh, like a yeah. fun drinking scene yeah, with uh, a, little, and, uh, a little wine. And Ritsuko. Yeah. Is Ritz oh, she's sitting in a chair. I thought she was wearing a cape. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, well, I've completely failed to find um, troubling content to show my cousin. Avon Gelly. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. I don't need to see someone drew a naked 14-year-old. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. <laughs> Did a, so the old college try. So I did. So I posted on Reddit there. I think it's like my our post mm -hmm. is about plus three upvotes, sixty six percent upvoted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so not not an outpouring of support. Right. Somebody wrote congratulations under it. Oh, for releasing our podcast. Right, which oh. I thought was nice. So I responded. <laughs> oh, I expect everyone after we finish our entire run to one at a time. Stand up, clap slowly, and say congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good end of the show joke there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that would bring them in droves. Oh yeah, yeah. But, but no, you have to say something more controversial. Something that, that you want to get people mad is how you get them to start <laughs> interacting with your post. The sh <laughs> I hate this show. Here's a podcast. <laughs> so, so that was kind of my effort on Reddit. We've been talking about putting on a Twitter for a long time, too. I think maybe I was thinking it's maybe been out for a while, but um, mm -hmm. in the last couple of weeks, I really put some effort into following people and trying to get some followers. I think you've put in a ton of effort, um, you know, after kind of like get it, getting your stride of really constant posting and yeah. well, news the, and opinions. Well, the, <laughs> yeah, but the problem is like there's not like that much Evangelion news coming out mm -hmm. necessarily in real time. So I posted a lot of stuff up front because there was a lot of content we hadn't posted yet. And oh then, yeah, from the from our backlog. Yeah, but there's some good stuff here too. Like I like this uh, Asuka Daily is someone I follow, and all they do is post little pictures of Asuka every day. Asuka, Asuka. I'm going with Asuka. I got a drill. It sounds more Japanese. I, today's drill was pretty good. If you scroll up a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so basically, on Twitter, the only thing I use Twitter for is to is to follow drill. Went at. Should drill. we say? Should we say what we are before we give away drills? Oh right, right. It's, uh, still we are bad at internet. We are at. What did I put as? <laughs> Neon Podcast Ava One. Ah, uh, there we go. That's at pretty cool. Neon Podcast Ava One. Actually, I tried to go Ava O One, but Twitter like auto corrected it or something to Ava One, and I didn't notice uh, before I submitted it. So. Oh, I wondered about that. Yeah, I thought it was just like a cooler way of doing the Unit O One. I was like, because it's pretty cool. But you get it right, Ava Ava One, Ava O One. I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Ava <laughs> people know. <laughs> yeah. And you got a nice link to the SoundCloud and to our uh, website, AvangelionPodcast.com. And then I've I've been following people. I got us up to about almost four, uh, almost thirty. Don't get ahead of myself. Almost thirty followers. Yeah. And you uh, had some interesting experience. <laughs> oh yeah. Again, uh, edging towards alienating people who might be listening because they specifically <laughs> came from this community. Yeah. So uh, today <laughs> I tweeted out. I said, uh, recording a new plugcast today. So I'm trying to use that, our phrase, plugcast, our, our noun we made up. Right, we're popularizing that. Yeah, plugcast. So in the future, people will wonder where that came from, and then they'll trace it back to, yep. to us. It came yep. from here. So anyone who's doing Evangelion podcasts the, the um, right like thing, ours, the you appropriate should call thing. episodes plugcast. You should call it plugcast. So I said, recording a new plugcast today. In two hours, Mike and Steve will talk aimlessly about Evangelion, Magic Cards, Hidekiano, Instant Coffee, Shin Godzilla, Ava News, and Episode Four: Rain After Running Away. Actually, so you got you you got the interest coming out there hot. 
Yeah. Like people so, are. The, the interesting thing is that this isn't live streamed in any way. Right. So people just have to then imagine two hours from then, like, oh, I bet they're recording now. Yeah. Now the, and then they have to wait about a week and a half. And then they listen to it. Right. You should put updates on that. Like, oh, hey, we did finish recording. Right. Now Mike's going to hit the studio oh, yeah, in yeah. several days. Yeah, yeah. With it when he has a break in his schedule. Oh, this is good. I should be writing down tweet ideas. <laughs> But did you notice my list had uh, instant coffee? Oh, yeah. I was going to pause on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is part of our long-running critique of uh, various uh, foods and beverages. Yeah, yeah. Well, also the idea that, like, if you if you put something in the comments, we'll read it on the show until that becomes too unreasonable. That's uh, a holy uh, it's a holy promise we made so to I our put readership. So I put a call out yesterday. Listenership. And I said, hey, we're going to record Plugcast 7 tomorrow. I realize we have like three fans. Oh, that's but great. But we'll take yeah. suggestions for discussion topics. Anything goes. You're engaging the community. I uh -huh. love it. I said, anything goes. Anything goes. I, I, I gave some suggestions. I said, topics from past episodes, Dragon Warrior, Instant Ramen. Magic cards, good suggestions. Throwing up in elevators, otaku, a small dog with three legs. <laughs> All subjects that our loyal listeners will be and familiar then, with. And then, um, and then at the end of that tweet, I said, "Some of these are lies." So right. I was being clever. We've <laughs> never talked too. about. Uh, we've never talked about throwing up in elevators. Right. Right. <laughs> have we? Have you ever thrown up in an elevator? Uh, <laughs> I feel like I have. <laughs> But it's I don't the sort of thing it's cloudy that you may not necessarily remember. <laughs> I've slept in an elevator in Las Vegas. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Was it going up and down still? Yeah. You just laid down and slept in it? Yeah. <laughs> what? It was you pretty late. Drunk? <laughs> no. <laughs> Huh. Uh, and I'm sure you were on video camera. How long were you able to sleep there? I don't think it was any longer than um, <laughs> like 30, 40 minutes. Oh. Well, because it, it, it was on its way down, and uh, it was just really late in the evening. Uh-huh. Um, so <laughs> we just uh, laid out in the elevator, had a snooze, <laughs> later came to, and got back to wandering around oh. Las Vegas. That's that's probably a good place for it. I'm sure you were on someone's uh, security camera. <laughs> right. uh, they have security cameras everywhere there. Right. You'd you'd feel like a big man in a suit would come and like manhandle us out of there. They probably figured you were not hurting anything. <laughs> right. Right. They probably was, have seen it before. Actually, it was a kinder. And age. you hadn't thrown up. So. <laughs> right. Right. Not yet. Anyway, the camera scans around <laughs> a little, <laughs> looking for vomit. <laughs> No, these kids are fine. So I, I put out the call. I put out the call for Anything Goes discussion topics, and Lord Hero responded, instant Whoa. coffee. Instant coffee. Instant. Which huh. seems like, <laughs> I think he's just a fan of coffee, like a big fan. And so I said, oh, okay. okay. Like Mr. Brown in the can. Oh, you've got a different can. Yeah, I've got a different going. variety. I, uh, Okay. I don't really drink coffee. And he was um, like, no, like Folgers. Oh. <laughs> Wait, he came back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was, um, uh, so that's why we're talking about it. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> grateful. I, we've, I mean, we've wanted any comment for a long oh, time. Oh, I know. We finally got one to, to riff off of. And so I've got an instant coffee going right here, but it's not Folgers. Ah. No. I just thought you'd switched, um, you'd switch from various other uh, vices to coffee all of a sudden. 
No, no, no. I got um, <laughs> just the thought of instant coffee got me got my uh, <laughs> got got to hanker in <laughs> for for Folgers specifically. Coffee. But not this is not Folgers. Oh, no. this is Starbucks instant coffee. Okay, so we bought yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny like uh, because Folgers was kind of thought of as like brown piss water. <laughs> And now we're not we're not uh we want to assure people we're not creating an ad for Folgers. No, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> if that didn't out us already. Yeah, no, no, no. So, Folgers, the worst. Yeah, I I've heard it's very bad. I've never I don't know. I may have had it before, but but I think it's funny that Starbucks was like we can come in to this market and just kill it. And actually <laughs> Starbucks Starbucks does coffee. that a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. oh that that's true. They find things where it's like the the product is like mediocre at best yeah. and like oh yeah, we can destroy this. Yeah, Starbucks instant coffee is good and mm-hmm. um like especially I go hiking and stuff, so it's it's good to pack and you can have like decent instant coffee. <clears throat> What's this guy's name? Uh it was Lord Hero. Okay, Lord Hero. <laughs> or Lard Hero. Or Lard Hero. It's, oh, he's it's hard to a, read. He's using an interesting font. I think it's Lord Hero. Well, that's a uh, dragon. That's the protagonist from Dragon Warrior 8. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so there. he's a Dragon Warrior guy. I spent about 120 hours with that guy. 100%, uh, man. Hey, so he's a crossover fan. Like, yeah. Um, maybe that. Oh, so maybe he saw Dragon Warrior in my list of discussion topics. And it's like he was scanning and his eye caught it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And good. Well, okay, dra- uh, lard, lard herd. Um, <laughs> it's, I think you're right. I think it is lard. I do have a, I do have a story <laughs> for this because it reminds me of um, that fold. It reminds me of the Folgers is the best part of waking up. Folgers <laughs> in your cup. Oh, which was the uh, commercial yeah, um, yeah, jingle, jingle from like the 80s or early 90s yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. And it reminds me of a story I missed in our last episode. Uh-huh. There was the otaku documentary. Yep. And one of their subjects was the collector, the guy sitting in squalor, and he had his network of contacts Mm -hmm. recording commercials. So their goal was, you know, just like to record all the commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I actually fancied doing that when I was was young. Can you hear this crunching? I don't have my mic. Oh. My my head in. (laughs) Listener at home. (laughs) <laughs> um, please comment we went to the asian mart we went to h mart yeah lovers of anime and, and uh, mouth sounds rejoice yeah yeah so. steve is steve is in full effect here he's anyway all, that was something really that when i was at least for a couple of summers when i was just kind of like off the leash over summer vacation mm-hmm. and just resorting to my natural schedule of sleeping until noon and going to bed at about 3 a.m mm-hmm. i would be up super mm-hmm. late and I had this fantasy of recording commercials and organizing them. <laughs> and I didn't, I, it's amazing I didn't think of this at the time during the documentary because I watched these commercials and uh-huh. I had that same kind of like demon tugging at the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah. That, that these guys have. Yeah, yeah. Um, another way that this, doc, this show hit kind of close to home <laughs> the Otaku no video from uh-huh. the last episode, which is kind of about, it was kind of a loving tribute slash cautionary tale about getting too into your hobbies using like otaku anime and other type of fandom as an example so you were going to record you had the idea to record commercials right right. instead of the shows right right not the shows (laughs) 
actually that's a different fantasy i once had but (laughs) but just like the commercial i'd be like oh i should record these and then yeah organize this was back in vhs tapes so i had Mm -hmm. no idea how i was going to manage this i I guess those guys did but that would be me at 2 a.m in the morning like thinking this and thinking like it would be neat just to have that and to like so you could just sit down and watch just the commercials well i don't think i ever wanted to watch them (laughs) i think it was just i felt in my mind somehow i could show someone or or category. or god or something or, and like have some value come out of my life or if like in the distant future someone would find your time capsule full of vhs oh, right. tapes and it's like folgers and uh what what other good what other good commercials would you have on your tape oh uh hungry hungry hippos oh yeah oh that was, that was a good commercial one. yeah um it was uh let's go back no let's get the jewel it's forbidden! Oh, you remember what? that? Forbidden no. Bridge by Tycho. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember yeah, that Yeah, but no, it was just a compulsion. It was the same thing as they're describing there. It's just like, oh, I want to do this. But it's like clearly unhealthy. Yeah. It's like clearly the, the wrong thing to do with your life. And so you had the... You, you had the the idea to put the brakes on and not do it. But the otaku guys... I think I just didn't have the means. Like, if I was an adult (laughs) and had that idea and it was still the 90s and I was... uh, Notably, I was single. Yeah. (laughs) I might well have started doing that. I can't imagine what value there would be in having... No, there's no value. It's the same thing as, like, playing World of Warcraft, you know, or, Uh or or, I don't know, making a chainmail gauntlet. Like, it's this (laughs) huge... Stupid task ah, that is uh-huh. kind of fun. It satisfied whatever that like yep. ape part of our brain is that likes to put things in rows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> you know, well, it's not too late. You, <laughs> can, you can do it. Actually, oh. most of those commercials are probably just available on YouTube if you want right. to watch them. I mean, yeah, somebody has already done this. You can um, download them and build a hard drive full of. <laughs> there's probably State a website where I could like like some maniac has already. Well, and then also, like you mentioned, uh, TV shows. Another fantasy, a recurring one that I still sometimes have mm-hmm. is watching... Okay, this is how it goes. So I am sent to call it heaven, call it hell, uh-huh. <laughs> either way. Uh-huh. And I need to watch every episode of every show ever made <laughs> before I can leave. Oh, man. Making they keep making them. <laughs> right, right. And I would think about this when I was a kid, when I first started having this, was I'd think, like, what's the rate? But, yeah. then, I, but then I came up with the, 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 you know, the fiction that it's frozen in time. Mm-hmm. And then I would, I would go to this place, and in my mind, it's this white room. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of like uh, Fahrenheit 451, mm-hmm. where uh, in, the, in the novel, yeah, and in the movie, too, People have these rooms where they just play reality television mm-hmm. on all four walls uh-huh, yeah. installed in their house. Uh-huh. And so it's sort of like that, except for maybe more of a white room. But like with that, like just one big screen going on. And I'm in a folding chair, just like just like Shinji, uh-huh. um, just having to watch <laughs> tens of thousands of hours of this. And then when it's over, when I've watched everything and time is frozen, mm-hmm. so they're not making any more. Oh, OK. I think I've. Didn't mention that part. Anyway, that's the <laughs> fiction. Time is frozen. And then so I escape uh-huh. at that point, And then I go about my life. So you're, <laughs> so you're like, you're reincarnated or? 
No, I just like has I time, think I, has time passed in real. No, time hasn't passed. Like I just wake up the next morning and it's like, oh, I'm back in I'm back in normal life. <laughs> and you've watched ten thousand hours. Of no sitcoms. richer for the experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you'd seen all those episodes of Perfect Strangers, just think of the jokes I could make. <laughs> think of all the references. Let's see what's a, what else is on our script here. Okay, uh, we finished <laughs> point one. Evangelion in the news. <laughs> so this is our only uh, successfully recurring bit. <laughs> Early on, we had the idea that we should come up with, uh, you know, a bunch of entertaining bits. Uh, <laughs> so, so what, what is what is the news surrounding Evangelion? Well, we were also kind of relying on the big Netflix release back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, that that would create like a, a swell of news, and it kind of did. It did briefly. And actually, it did briefly. one thing I've been noticing, so I get um, regular updates from, I, what I did was I put a filter on Google to send me an update every time a news story comes out that mentions Evangelion. Oh my goodness. Which means I get a lo- actually get quite a few a day, but usually it's because news stories are saying, um, with the American release of Evangelion on Netflix, and then they'll talk about some other anime. Oh yeah, <laughs> well that that's a trend actually. Is like using using Evangelion as an example of like the dominance or the success of mm-hmm. uh, anime on streaming. Like I assume there's just yeah. a ton of it. I yeah, mean, so it's uh, <laughs> this is the only one I watch. Every I have no time, idea. yeah, every time I get an update, I go and check, and it's like, oh well, there's a new Ghost in the Shell coming out to Netflix, or I heard saw something about a live action One Piece. Uh, more fantastic stuff that I'll yeah. never watch. But this one's kind of cool. There was a, um, and it's on our Twitter. Japan has an Evangelion themed train. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on Kotaku, <laughs> and of course I love this because it's this. It's this purple um, Ava 01 themed train. It's not like a bullet train or anything. It's a, um, you know, like a regular That's so cool. commuter train. I mean, they must have yeah. ding, ding, Come room. On. Come on. Well, <laughs> anyway. But they must have a, they must have <laughs> there it is. There a it is. cycling. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's so, so Evangelion. It's purple with the oh, fluorescent okay. green. It's got the Nerve uh-huh. uh, logo on the front. Pretty cool. So they probably had Game of Thrones on like last month, and then the guy oh, who loves right. Evangelion like finally got to paint the train. Well, so I think color. what we're probably going to start seeing stuff like this because the new movie is coming out um, in Japan pretty soon. The new. Oh, that's a great movie. news article. Yeah. So uh, we have a release date. So, oh, oh, that's right. We do. Is it in here too somewhere? It's it's at the very top of the Evangelion subreddit. Okay. What is it? It's April something, isn't it? Which I had open a moment ago. And notably, this is a release date uh, in Japan. Yeah. So then Funimation or whoever has to uh, figure out the the uh, subs and dubs. June 27th, I see it there. And in the past, it had been about like a year to a year and a half turnaround mm-hmm. for these. Yeah. But I, I bet it's less now. It Especially just feels because like... there's uh, more interest now in, in getting it. I'm surprised that... I sure hope there is. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of surprised that Netflix hasn't picked it up yet. Um, oh sure, they don't have the they have the end of Evangelion, but they don't have any they don't of the have rebuilds. the rebuild. No, that, I mean, don't. that would be a great uh, angle for them to go towards. I mean, for our, for all the uh, for all the opinions one can have about them, they were fantastically popular in like the anime community. Yeah. when they came out. 
Yeah. So especially in, in here, I mean, I don't know if it was as big of a response here as it was in 1995 in Japan, but um, when did the first rebuild come out? 2012. 2008 something like that uh, this is this is a another topic probably for another time but it's a long time coming yeah uh originally just in brief these were my understanding meant to be uh remasterings essentially of the show and ano advertised with a brand new ending probably because he's still sort of writhing and discontent yeah every time he goes out in public someone asks him about the ending it's like fine i'll fix it for good um and then the for the and it was also i'm starting to gain this understanding that it was also probably a way for his new company kara uh-huh if i have the pronunciation anywhere right after he slipped from Gainax, which mm-hmm. had made you know genesis evangelion i think they needed a hit and so they had this known IP, and they had the guy who could churn it out. Right. So like, okay, let's make a new Evangelion. Like that'll that'll put us on the map. Yeah. You know, and it and it went beautifully, and it was basically a scene by scene reproduction of the first like five six episodes, mm-hmm. and then the second one deviated a bit. It did about the first. You know, I'm way off here, but like mm-hmm. maybe it, it went up to the the aborted third impact well the the second one immediately starts out weird uh different with the oh um, with the, the uh, illustrious yeah <laughs> mari mayanami or yeah was she american? i don't even know her names yet i mean she yeah co- she's a, she meant to be american yeah, yeah yeah and she has a, a different kind of weird looking um ava too that's sort of like on skates you know right it starts out with a cool mm-hmm. but very hard to follow fight yeah in the american nerve facility which mm-hmm. is kind of something that happens off screen in the show. So it was at least still kind of canonical to the show. Oh, does it happen in the show too? It's just at one point in the series, we just get news that oh. the American facility has exploded. Oh, right, right. That's right. Yeah. And it's just gone. Um, there's another thing that just occurred to me is they do a um, one of the mix-ups in the second one. We should do a whole episode of this too. But yeah. <laughs> one of the sort of change-ups is um, that Mari, illustrious Mari... Mayunami, My, yeah, Makanami. Um, she drives. Uh, I, d- I think she drives Asuka's Ava. Asuka's already been hurt. Is that right? God, I just watched it. <laughs> um, but it's like um, when Asuka's Ava gets totally destroyed in the show. Asuka's driving it, mm-hmm. but um, Mari's driving it in the rebuild. Oh, interesting. Well, and they have sort of like a a sub dom relationship. Yeah, yeah. Like in the show. Uh-huh. I'm sure people enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, yeah. So that's so that was way back when and it was like the timeline for the rebuilds to come out was pretty tight and mm-hmm. like they were gonna do the third and fourth one together. And but just like none of that happened after the first one. Right. And it sort of felt to me, uh my hot take is that Anno and Probably, you know, his associates are kind of stuck with having to finish what they started. Right. Like, he's kind of matured, perhaps, and moved on to these live-action projects. Mm-hmm. And kind of this is probably something he did as a young adult, Yeah, pretty much. Like He's like kind, of, kind of done with it. Some stuff he it's went like, through, yeah. and he made this show, and it's like... But then he kind of got dragged back in, and he has to... He has to do it. So, the, so the third one is a... The third one then is a of of the four rebuilds. The third one is a complete departure, right? As far as I'm concerned, from yeah, the show. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so the fourth one we have high hopes for, and it's coming out about you know a decade after it yeah, was yeah. meant to. 
I'll have to. I only watched the third one once. <laughs> I know. And Between I I us, that's kind of famous. Of because <laughs> I, I, I tried not to set your expectation level. Yeah, yeah. On it, but yeah, I think you did fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's late. You know how it goes. I <laughs> yeah, probably had a few beers. It's nothing. Nothing to do with the. Uh, yeah, the show. I'll give it another shot. So another another news story. Um, just to stay on topic here. Try, try and I mean, we're guess. doing better than usual. Um, <laughs> and also ties it in is is uh, Hideki Anno and his falling out with Gainax. Oh, Gainax. right. Right. And so I, I tweeted about this too, but this story came out in um, December, and it was just a statement. Um, so there was some goings-on at Gainax, the, uh, the, the runner of the company. What, what would you call him? Um, Gosh, I don't want to read this whole article now. The, but the, but the CEO or the yeah yeah um, he had sort of a uh, sexual impropriety impropriety is that the word? He was so far away from our consciousness, we can't yeah. even pronounce it. Um, <laughs> and so there was a there's an article that came out. Um, this particular one is on Anime News Net Network, but Hideki Yano was really distancing himself from. Jane oh right! Say he is long gone before that guy even got yeah. there, and yeah. he didn't have anything to do with hiring him. And uh, he's pretty much saying, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't drag me back into this." And crap. there's a bit of panic about this sort of thing nowadays because mm-hmm. because there is you know a big purge. Yeah, and I think everybody is kind of afraid of their heroes mm-hmm. kind of being implicated in this stuff. It seems like he made some smart moves here of like it apparently sounds convincing it's like yeah no whatever like yeah i'm with studio car now i'm i've been out of gainax for some time like um, i left because i didn't like this article says yeah nothing to do uh, with it. the representative director tomohiro maki um who had basically taken over and i think there was actually maybe even someone in between too mm-hmm. between when uh ano had left mm-hmm. but he was arrested for alleged acts of quasi-forcible indecency. That sounds really bad. <laughs> Quasi-forcible. Is that like... Or um, maybe that's like... It's like peewee level. That almost sounds like they're writing <laughs> this article and trying to tiptoe around <laughs> what actually happened. They do give you a link if you want some details. Oh, um, we don't have to give the, Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. Go to our Twitter and find the article. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the, the, the story was that Hideki Anno has long moved on um, and didn't want to be dragged into that. Um, any other news? I can't think of any other news that came up. There's probably something in here. Oh, yeah. I was just I was just opening the the your Twitter to help look along and look at this. I think this is the closest we've ever come to uh Oh yeah, there engagement. He is. Lord Hero. Yeah. Can't wait, bro. Oh, so he's nice. that's almost a, a for sure he's going to listen to this episode. <laughs> See, we we still labor <laughs> under this under this uncertainty that anybody has ever listened oh, to. Oh, all of a sudden I got this imposter syndrome feeling. Yeah, the, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh no. Uh-oh. <laughs> We're going to definitely We got to deliver judged. for uh this oh guy. God! How 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 good have we been up to now? It's what? been a little it's been a little rambling and maybe slightly low energy. <laughs> but I I have been drinking this coffee, so right right. And <laughs> like I, I said, I usually don't drink coffee, but I've learned to really like to really you know go all in on the pharmacologic <laughs> to aid my performance here. So I'm on my second weird um, Asian market coffee here. Along the um, the theme of Avon Gelling in the news, I, I also saw this on January 17th, the United States Space Force. Oh, right, right. Uh, the uniforms were 
were in, um, unveiled. The um, Space Force utility uniform name tapes have touched down in the Pentagon. I like that this story is basically, we got this back from the... Uh... United States Space Force has their own Twitter. <laughs> number, um, number one. And the, the, big, the big joke here that everyone everyone made i mean you look at the picture of the of the nameplates and it's you know u.s space force on a camouflage you know vest or whatever oh. top <laughs> but when they land on the jungle planet right. exactly <laughs> everyone on twitter i mean this thing is just getting dunked on left and right for days everyone is like what are you camouflage like is that the proper camouflage for space Shouldn't it just be like black <laughs> or right black or white? So it's hard to see you in space. Right? If you're if you're the Millennium Falcon on the outside <laughs> of a star destroyer, the white is a good camo. I like the idea, yeah, that people in space would be wearing these. <laughs> Was there a jungle level in like Metroid or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in Super remember. Metroid anyway. <laughs> There's a jungle level. Yeah, you could hide out from Kraid. But how does that tie into Avon Gellion in the news? Well, I mean, isn't that isn't Space Force like the most anime news headline oh, yeah. you've ever seen? I mean, there is It's like Macross, right? <laughs> right. There's space elements in Avon Gellion. Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's Avon. Oh, and then there was another um uh Avon Gellion statue. Oh, right. Um no, no, no. This story actually is you can get married in Japan with official legally binding Evangelion marriage registration forms. Nice. So you can get like a themed a themed uh, letterhead or something on what, your what a dream. marriage certificate. <laughs> what a beautiful dream. I think uh, my impression is that Asia and, of course, especially Japan is just swimming with surprise Evangelion stuff. Like yeah. I saw a picture of a, I think it was a comic shop with a, a unit O one coming through the ceiling, huh. like sort of doing that thing um, from an up from an upcoming episode where it opens up the ceiling. Oh yeah, and yeah. then like extracts uh -huh. like I think um, uh, Masato or something like that. I guess it's interesting to think that it was so popular in Japan that it's like how Star Wars is here. Like right, people are right. Always referencing it and talking about it and. It's a, a constant um, naming cocktails after it. Constant morale saver for me to remember <laughs> that this is a popular show and people love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Worth talking about. Awesome. That was Evangelion in the news. Evangelion. Oh, here. Evangelion in the news. <laughs> we can do this every time. Well, I'm sure among, you know, with our increasing amount of. Uh, you listener engagement, we're going to get requests for more singing, oh. uh, shouting. <laughs> and if you get Evangelion news, if you have a if you have a hot tip for us, send us a uh, tweet at us. Oh, there we and go. We'll read your news in our next plugcast. Oh, see this this thing writes itself. Yeah, you timed it perfectly with the. The soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, I think you have a future in podcasting. Right, we'll see. We're real time <laughs> producing. We're getting better at this at this game. Odd but true. Okay, what's next on our on our script? So next is Evangelion chat. I think we've sort of done that. Unless you've got more to add. More. Chat I have a I have a couple. Just kind of. This is. 
This is almost sort of like Department of Corrections, too. Okay. Because <laughs> I often listen to the last uh-huh. episode uh-huh. and actively disagree with things that I said. Oh, right. Okay. So <laughs> this works. This is like, let's yeah. let's cover where we um, lied to our audience yeah, last, week, last um, episode. And long-time listeners uh, will perhaps appreciate that we come from long-time a knowledge listeners. base. Yeah, people have been listening for s- six months. You're your uh, half a year or one one hundredth of their life, possibly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and my one friend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hi Ray. <laughs> um, so so right, we don't come from a strong knowledge base. In fact, I I assume <laughs> that most, uh, if not all, of our listeners and Ray will swiftly catch up with us here. Ha- know at least a- as much as we do about not only Evangelion but far more about just anime in general. Uh-huh. And so they, assumably, I hope, at least enjoy, like, smirking and pointing out to themselves all of the, like... The things we get wrong. Right. The the <laughs> false, falsehood after falsehood. <laughs> yeah. Like, even just when we're watching an episode, just, like, thing but after thing we miss. But delivered with confidence that we know what we're <laughs> right. talking about. We're like, oh, does that mean this? And they're like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they've already got it figured out. And right. And we're, we're figuring it out in real time. Right. They're, you know, their nimble 18-year-old mind already kind of, like assimilate mm-hmm. all this and move moved on yeah but just to uh pick out a couple of uh random thoughts in in re-listening to our last episode uh daikon 3 and daikon 4 mm-hmm. they remind me a lot of uh evil dead 1 and evil dead 2 <laughs> right yeah in the production uh-huh um so you know just just very rapidly so uh auteur sam raimi mm-hmm. um who's done a ton of great horror movie stuff and then some mainstream stuff besides in film he essentially had an extensive college project to produce this film called evil dead one i think it started in college or film school and then it kind of bled over into finishing it up over years right with a couple of his buddies as actors and and staff on the show fantastic film evil dead one i mean do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it it's hard to top yeah oh it's quite good in a certain sense it's like the best that 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 has ever been done, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Anyway, he he completed that. It's a lot of fun in a sense because it's so schlocky. Yeah, the movie. It's r- super low budget, but the practical effects are great. The overacting is great. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's like and, I'm, and violent, like yeah, really crazy violent. <laughs> I may have told this story before. It's been a long time, and I only have a few stories. But <laughs> but it was like the first film that I rented on my own. Not, you know, because it looked scary. So I had to get my courage up to go and rent it from the store. Oh, from oh, Bob's yeah. video. Yeah, oh, we yeah, talked yeah. about. Uh-huh. Anyway, so then Evil Dead 2 was the movie he made once he could come back with money. Mm-hmm. Um, he got funding for it on, on the strength of Evil Dead 1. And Evil Dead 2 is almost the same movie. Yeah, it's, the, it's like the <laughs> same movie. And the, we had a lot of fun with it as high schoolers because there's not even much apology or explanation. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like the protagonist of the first film just decided to go back to the <laughs> cabin. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's riding in the truck with his girlfriend, or a car probably, and he's like... Hey, I know this cabin up in the woods. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, where you were devoured by a phantom. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they show up and the action starts almost immediately, like right. within five minutes. Like his girlfriend is possessed and he's killing her with an axe. And uh-huh. you know. Anyway, this is a lot like Daikon three and four because these guys they came at this with no budget. Yeah. And it's schlocky, but it's kind of fun. 
Yeah, yeah. And then they come back clearly with a couple more like years under their belt and produce something just amazing. And definitely like someone saw the first one they did and thought, you know, if these guys had money, they could probably yeah. do something pretty cool. Yeah, they either had the start of a of a studio at that point, so they mm -hmm. had some resources that way, or yeah, just someone yeah, like yeah. said, "Hey, we'll pay you to do this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, use our equipment. Uh -huh. Here's a computer. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to draw the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, that was kind of fun for me and anyone of a certain age. Yeah. Um, pointed out uh, to Steve earlier, I think that. Or did we do that live here? I can't remember. I don't. Th I don't that know anyway, I got the. I got the actor. Um, oh, right, right. Yeah, we were eating noodles again uh, when you talked about it earlier. That's right. So we did not record this. <laughs> so I pointed out to uh, to Steve earlier that I got the I got the role that Hideki Anno was playing wrong in Otaku No Video. Um, he wasn't the uh, he wasn't the porn guy. The porn collector, the <laughs> digital glasses with, guy. Yeah, with the digital mm -hmm. glasses, he was the guy playing the uh, the X rated uh, puzzle game. Oh right, okay. So that was Hideki Anno's particular like shot at the uh, otaku community. He's kind of naked on screen. Yeah, it wasn't one grosso guy; it was the other grosso guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so just to clear that up, don't sue us. Uh, that's, <laughs> right. our that's our correction. Right, um, and then I just sort of noted, you know, in our in our quest to understand, you know, the Evangelion and and the creator better. That just timeline wise, as I was putting together, you know, more more non Evangelion watchings for us and we're mm -hmm. trying to, you know, see more of his over in order, mm -hmm. um, that they made Otaku no video about the time when Nadio um Secret of Blue Waters was wrapping up, which was when he Hidekiano kind of fell into his depression. Mm-hmm you know, well, well publicized, like depression that he was, he's kind of out of it for like four or five years. Mm -hmm. And then when he came back, he came back to direct, you know, to create Evangelion. And I went through his filmography on Wikipedia during that time. And he really does just vanish uh -huh. for like four years. He's only mentioned as animator on maybe one little project mm -hmm. in that time. Like maybe he worked a little bit, you know, but yeah, he really just kind of, he must have just been super down, you, you know, came back with Evangelion, which is, you know, a, one of the ways it's thought of as a way that he, you know, was describing and or dealing with um, what he had gone through there. But right after Nadia is when they released Otaku, Otaku no, no Video. And that was, you know, as, as people write about, he was, he was depressed, you know, about the direction anime was going in mm -hmm. and about his inability to kind of pursue his own vision for Nadia. So maybe he's like lashing out a little bit. Yeah, I kind of figured he was enjoying, you know. Well, being... how much did how much control did he have over Otaku no Video? Well, I don't think I don't think much. I mean, I'm sure he was there amongst the animators, yeah, and probably at the writers', writers table. Yeah. I, in my head, and this isn't hundred percent made up. You know, it's like <laughs> still a small enough group that they would. Well, you don't you can be... just say it, and then we'll <laughs> we'll fact check it. And we're we're right. We can apologize time. next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, he was in a wider. He was in the writers' room, and of course yeah. they all just gather around and they're they're trading ideas about this show because it's a small enough organization. <laughs> anyway, that was kind of an interesting little journey I took. So moving along. Yeah, we're kind of done with all of our preamble. All right, so I we're think we're right at on it. time. Perfect. So the idea now is to. 
let's give a little bit of flavor or background about this episode. So we're going to do, this is an episode plugcast. That's right. That's why we invented plugcast because it's right. It was confusing. seven, episode four. It was challenging, <laughs> you know, at many steps during the, the process to have them be episode episodes. Yeah. So yeah. this is an episode plugcast and we're doing episode four of Evangelion. So cue it up on Netflix right now, dear listener. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's a little bit of background um, about this episode before we get started? Well, the uh, the Garden of Wikipedia doth provide. I thought it was interesting that the writer of this episode, Akio Satsukawa, this is the only episode that doesn't have a Hidekiano as a writer. Was he not a writer? On, he's not at all listed as a writer he's on this one? Not at all listed as a writer. On every other episode, uh, Ano is at least a writer or he's the sole writer. He's oh, like okay. One or two. In as much as Wikipedia is is calling this out, right? Um, it could be he's just not credited, but it's still his idea, and he might have directed, or uh, not as a director, but might have um, sort of directed what the story should be. Maybe he right. He, he must have done something, right? I mean, I'm sure they. Like he, this, I'm sure he vetted the material. <laughs> <laughs> Shinji goes in, to France. And... He was one of his punks, <laughs> and he just checked out. And they're like, "Well, uh, guys, we, we got to keep the show going, right? We got to fill some uh... four episodes in. It's falling apart. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard to tell. I mean, I think mm-hmm. like they give the primary the guy who presented the manuscript. Yeah, I'm most familiar with The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> like, well, I've read the most about The Simpsons. You think I know know that you know their best writers are all like they're trying to write their own episodes and then you show up at the writer's room and you say hey here's this episode i wrote and everyone kind of trades it around and, right and they punch you punch it up together and you work it out mm-hmm. but the guy who kind of did the most who did the original thing like got it so i'm imagining that hideki ano wrote most everything for the show at least the first draft or he just really wanted his name on, as writer on a lot of it because he did a lot of punching up yeah, somewhere yeah. in between there. Oh, I see. But this one, his name isn't even on it. Okay. So maybe... It could have been an oversight. Yeah. and and <laughs> Is it a typo? It's probably... Yeah, they probably didn't mention it on that on that Wikipedia page. <laughs> no, I mean like... We'll correct ourselves in the next, in the next podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, but it's, it's interesting because this guy was... A writer that wrote a lot of episodes. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's one of the two authors on a lot of episodes, and he also wrote a lot of other stuff for Gainax. If you, if you <laughs> Google him a little bit, he wrote Akio on the Satsukawa. Atsu Satsukawa. So I think he was like someone who did a lot of work on the story. I see. Yeah. Um, and then you were saying he, the other episode that he did solo. Oh, that's the oh, director. No. Oh, the director. Okay. The director, uh, Suyoshi Kaga. Mm-hmm. Suyoshi Kaga. Uh-huh. Um, this was the first episode of this that he directed. The only other one that he directed in the series is a later episode called Magma Diver. Kind of a mid-season episode that feels a little aimless to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is always talking down that episode. I hate that episode. I'm always <laughs> like, uh, what are they even doing this for? Like, See, I think... They probably had all the money in the world at that point. They're like, we're going to do this forever. But but I was noticing, though, Magma Diver and this episode are two where the there isn't really a, a boss battle. I mean, there yeah. is an angel in Magma Diver, but really it's just like hibernating and 
this is a spoiler, but it's like hibernating in this volcano. Right? Yeah. Uh, in this one, and so there is an angel, at least in this one um, that we're going to watch tonight, there is not even an angel in it. It's kind of a real Star Trek story. Yeah. You know, magma diver, which we won't reach for <laughs> a year or more. <laughs> but it's sort of like how, what kind of sci-fi can we tell with this premise? Like, mm -hmm. oh, what if there's an angel that's still gestating? It's right. Like a, it's kind of like this, what kind of wild thing can we do with the with the material that we've got. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but this is a very thoughtful episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like this, there's no boss battle. Yeah. But this is like one of the first real like Shinji, um, what's going on in Shinji's head kind of episodes. That's true. Cause um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that before this, but it's always sort of like plot driven. Yeah. And this, this episode is pointedly has limited plot elements in it. Yeah. Yeah. You can sum it up in a couple sentences. Yeah. There's not, and we were pointing out, there's not even a lot of animating going on in this one. There's right. a lot of still shots, but still done really well. Like <laughs> That Evangelion frugality really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really comes in here. Yeah. Um, it was aired uh, October 25th, 1995. Okay, so I was 19, I, I was, think. I was 15. Yeah. Um, 15 in a month. Actually, those... The pictures on our website aren't they right about 1995 or maybe? Oh yeah, later. yeah. I call it out on our on our website. <laughs> so if um, you want to see what we looked like when this episode came out <laughs> and knew nothing about Evangelion, yeah, yeah there September we go. 1995. So yeah, th that picture was taken a month before <laughs> this episode came out. The pictures on our website are some of those where we looked the least resentful to being <laughs> photographed. Yeah. I tried to find one where we I was uh, less I was, hostile. I was like than half goth there in that picture. You see. My hair is oh, dyed yeah. black, and I'm wearing those suspenders are like leather bondage <laughs> suspenders I used to wear. Yeah, yeah. There were definitely times like I was a real <laughs> like Midwest innocent kind of kid. Yeah. And there are times when like we would get together and like Steve would Steve would have like his nails all black and like <laughs> I mean, you know you, you could recall better than I can. But I like, used to paint my nails. Yeah. yeah, some real super like like urban. Uh, stuff going on, which I which I thought was awesome. Um, <laughs> white, I look back now. White bread kid from look, the forest. I'm surprised I was able to meet any girls <laughs> looking that way. But a certain cohort of yeah. I guess it was sort of there were a lot of goths around. I wasn't like goth goth, but yeah. But if I'm being honest with myself, I was a goth guy. We considered <laughs> ourselves what we call industrial club kids. Yeah, yeah. That was what we you, call, referred to ourselves. You're like scene, yeah. scenesters. Because I didn't kinda, listen right? to goth music. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like I liked the the bondage and leather and stuff. <laughs> right. But I didn't really like the music. I liked Just industrial Just like most music. high schoolers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was sort of, uh, oh, it was right around The Matrix was about to come out in theaters. Yeah. And, and I feel like this was like Seattle culture was this combination of either like that you like, yeah, The Matrix versus Nirvana. Right. Some continuum between those. That's what was cool. Yeah, The Crow had been out. So. <laughs> the English title for this episode is Hedgehog's Dilemma. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think I've got this mostly cleared up at this point. Oh, okay. What was that rain? And then the Japanese title ah, got it. is okay. uh, Rain After Running Away. Because I think Netflix shows it as. They're using the Japanese title. They're using, okay. And then we'll we'll see them in the in the plates the the splash screens as we go on. Okay. Um, story so far, uh, we just had a big battle, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Suzuhara and Ida Kun 
were in the cockpit with Shinji uh, most recently. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we're not sure how they got up. Yeah, there. that's one of the bits that kind of probably needed to be ironed out a little bit. They just off, you know, they do it off screen, but Shinji lowers a rope ladder to them or something. And it must be at least 10 stories of climbing. Right, because it's like at the <laughs> top to of up there. Maybe they shimmied up those uh, trees that were there. We don't know. And then in the rebuild, they, they do actually lower something because someone must have been looking at it. And like they're probably most. Oh, do they? Yeah, like it's like what, it's like a Star Trek y kind of like lower a pole and then like things click out. Or Is that in the second like rebuild movie? It would have been in the first. Oh, okay. Maybe okay. That maybe that's why I don't remember seeing. Yeah, it. but it must have been like you know how do they get up? How there? did they get up there? <laughs> they still have to climb. Yeah. How <laughs> how did they get up there? Right. <laughs> but uh, it's got the second like huge Shinji freak out scream. Yeah, he's just screaming and yeah. Isn't he? How does he kill the angel in the last uh, one? He, he like he uses his progressive knife to like stab it in the core. Right, right. Um, and it's it's super tense and awesome. But then you know later, uh, I think Suzuhara says something like, you know, they want. Oh, that's in this episode actually. So I guess I won't spoil it. But mm. there's a whole thing with um, Suzuhara and Ida Kun have a new respect for for Shinji and uh, understand like. How shitty it is to have to drive this thing. Well, and that's something I think. Get uh, a perspective of it anyway. Right, right. That I'll, I think I'll try to pull that out a lot during this. There's a lot of sort of uh, manliness, kind of like the kids proving themselves to each other going on, and Shinji, you know, Shinji is also going through that internally, trying to, mm -hmm. you know, make sense of his role, and then any ladies that are available in the show <laughs> are also, you know, playing with these these guys emotions uh -huh. there's a lot of sort of masculinity a lot of masculinity play going on okay in this episode i guess i didn't pick up on it but we'll we'll point that out then so should we get it started or all right so um if you want to follow along with us at home dear listener and what we do uh just to review we're going to try not to pause in the middle of scenes but if we do pause, we'll give a time code so you can sync your TV up because you're not probably not going to be able to hear it. And also, I do some light editing on the sh on the on the show afterwards. Um, so <laughs> I haven't seen the editing process. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming it's light. Heavy. I tr I try to keep it honest. There's there's portions sometimes near the end of right. a plugcast uh, where we go where we lose the ability to speak for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> for portions I at a time. Was, yeah, okay. So uh, so, so the timing doesn't <laughs> sync up exactly, so it probably is helpful to remind people like where we're at. I always feel like it sounds better once I'm listening to it later, better than I thought <laughs> it was going to be, and either that's the, the magic of, of yeah. editing or or I just it, or it's the imposter syndrome while we're <laughs> while we're trying to record this. Yeah, I really enjoy listening to them and you know it's a little column A, a little column B. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to hit start. Uh, if we pause it, we'll give you a time code check, and um, you can follow along at home. Here we go. So this is uh, episode four, the Netflix version, Rain After Running Away. And, of course, we start with our... Oh, and this is something, too. Okay, we, we can kind of talk through the intro, but something I noticed here this time, that what we're looking at now, shimmering water, spacey kind of stuff, the title, and then it... Uh, shows a window check this out so we got so it starts with shinji sort of introspectively floating in the clouds right right he sees asuka and ray float <laughs> by in silhouette right 
He smiles because they are naked. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got Misato and this sort of uh, spacey, uh, that's that magi thing. But when we yeah. kick off here, it's a window, see? And we look into Ray's eyes, and now we're in the show. Do you see how he oh, went yeah. through that window? Oh, yeah. It did do kind of like the vroom, uh -huh. like going through. So in, in some ways, uh, Ray is uh, Shinji's window. Oh, yeah. Okay. Into, into That's one this. way, because it actually goes to her eye blinking. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Like, witness, witness ye these terrors <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that I bring to the world. I, I just love the credits. That's fantastic. We'll, we'll say this every time, but... Also, I was noticing there's some sketches here. Are those from the last couple episodes? Those show up in, yeah, those show up at the very end because they yeah. must have just been character sketches yeah. uh, that they were working off of that they threw up here. Yeah. So um, enough gushing about the uh, intro credits, which we love okay, so, so much. So it's Masato's, it's Masato's room. I, I, there's a lot of boxes around like she hasn't actually unpacked. Oh, yeah. Because she, she moved in here at around the same time as Shinji. Right, okay. I, I usually used to think, like, oh, she's probably been, you know, I didn't even think about it. But, like, all this is relatively new to her, too. Yeah. Like, kind of, I think her position of command is kind of new to her. I do like, also, she doesn't know that he's he's been out of school for five days. So, she thinks he's just been holed up in his room for five days. Yeah, mostly. Um, like, and knowing Shinji, that's kind of what he does. Because <laughs> yeah. he just lays there in misery. But, but today, it's different. He's up and gone. So, did he leave this morning... Yeah, he must have left early, and he left that note. Mm -hmm. All of this, all of this stuff is gone, and the room's empty. His bed's now, made. Is this the pause button? Um, I like. We're pausing here at two minutes thirty-two seconds. Ah, I almost, dear listener. I forgot almost immediately. <laughs> our, I'll, I'll try to our contract with the yeah. listener. Uh -huh. um, I had a good time watching this uh, again earlier today, and following kind of Misato's sort of emotional. You know, trying to get it, trying to get at her, uh, like kind of emotional position mm -hmm. on Shinji, and like kind of how she, where she feels in relation to like responsibility for him. Mm -hmm. So I like that that bit there. They have that shot of her face, and she's you know sad basically. She's like she's she's talking kind of a tough, a tough a tough game when, off. Before she this. opens the door, you mean? Know, Should I go back? Second. Yeah, it's just gonna be helpful to see her. Oh, we weren't going to we weren't like, going to rewind. Maybe we'll make <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll stop rewinding after this. I just wanted to put her face up there. Um, um, I get it. Yeah, she. So well, because you're right. Because she stands at the door and she's kind of like you know irritated mom. Yeah. But once she opens and looks in, sees he's gone. She definitely gets this look of worry. That's a excellent way to put it. Is her front is often worried mom, mm -hmm. but there's an awful lot of sort of. I don't know if it's it's kind of a cross between scared mom and like like scared friend or colleague. Yeah, okay. In here too. She also has her position as, you know, essentially his boss slash mentor slash commander. And guardian. And guardian. And, and yeah. <laughs> but then but then there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion. <laughs> you know, there's a lot and of like, at this point they've just met too. They don't really know each other yet, so and right, she's and like she's a, also taken a big risk, really, taking her under taking him under her wing. She's responsible for him, so if, right. if he's missing, he's also the only guy that can pilot this thing. It's like he's like a piece of military hardware. Right, right. It's <laughs> like you show up for this job uh -huh. and your boss is like, hey, you can live with me. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're a hot boss. 
Okay, should I hit play? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, play from 232. Ran I guess away. I can't blame him. I guess him. I can't blame him. We get, our, we get our title screen here. And throughout this episode, she... Oh, that says Ame, whatever, for... for the ring. title screen in uh -huh. Japanese. She kind of checks in with a lot of people throughout this episode mm -hmm. about how Ooh. they feel and how she feels about it. So Shinji's kind of two schoolmates have shown up at the door. Ida and Suzuhara. <laughs> Suzuhara <laughs> a little too eager. Yeah. Really sorry about that uh, trouble we caused. <laughs> Ida is like oh. actively irritated at Suzuhara, like uh, stumbling over his words here. Yeah. Well, and Masato-san lies about where he is. Right. I think that's what gets her so upset right after this. I mean, I don't think she's any stranger to lies, but I, I think like the situation is, is hard enough for her. This is a good... And then to have to like lie about it here's a good little uh we were talking about this earlier what a babe yeah the the two guys are <laughs> are so are so wowed by can i pause it yeah here? please Is the scene, scene's about to end right yeah frequent i'm i'm a fan of frequent pausing okay <laughs> so i'm gonna pause at 353 right. so you point out, is she mad because she overheard them through the door? I don't think so. I think she's mad because maybe she didn't know that he'd been skipping school for five days either. No, she says that at the start. Oh, okay. She says, I, she says, I wonder if he's going to blow off school again today. Okay, so then maybe well. it is that, that, that she heard them. I don't know. I think it maybe it brings it to reality a little bit, uh -huh. too. Like having, like, okay, so she she's kind of been the only one in her mind that's having to deal with this but now it's kind of like spilling out mm -hmm. and she has to talk with people about it which which raises the, the stakes mm -hmm. emotionally because mm -hmm. i mean i don't know about you but there's nothing i hate more than having to talk about my emotions <laughs> <laughs> and then she has to lie about it, so that's just like we're making an entire anime <laughs> series about it <laughs> right right must be uh must be therapy for me <laughs> um i liked uh the response that the two guys have to meeting Masato. Right, yeah. Where, like I said earlier, it's like their understanding of reality has shifted. Mm -hmm. They are completely somber about this occasion of meeting and this incredible babe. <laughs> They're like deadly serious about it. <laughs> deadly serious. Like She is gorgeous. Like this, okay, this changes everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess you can just imagine all the thoughts suddenly running through your head. Oh my goodness, Shinji gets to be roommates. Because it comes up later too, mm -hmm. right? You're roommates with this hot babe. Which means You're so like, lucky. It means like like a little bit in any context, but it means a lot to like high school age right. boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like this is a very important development. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hit play. from Unless... No, that's good. Okay, play from three fifty three. It's just a knowing moment. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's good fleshing out. Uh, you get a you get a lot of content. Yeah, in, uh, in one minute of play time. It also kind of sets up, yeah, some of the like, the uh, like I said earlier, some of the like the masculinity stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna hit play. Mm -hmm. We're on the train here. So in the way that Evangelion usually does, it tells you something. And then, no, don't worry. It's not going to be a mystery. We're going to show you immediately. Yeah, yeah. Where's Where Shinji? Is Shinji? Here's Shinji. Yeah. You notice his tape player? That's so on. It's on twenty six. Oh, okay. A lot of a lot of uh, commenters have tried to make something of the terminus of his tape player, where it flips around to the other yeah. end, being like on the twenty sixth track. 
Huh. But that doesn't make any sense to me because then they would have had to have known at this early point in the show that it was they were only going to go for 26 episodes. Yeah. Well, maybe. Could they have? Yeah, it yeah. It doesn't if seem they... <laughs> like it. We were talking about this earlier, too. Right, yeah. right. I think that they, you know, there's some version of running out of money and support, and they had to end the show quickly. I don't right. know exactly Here's one thing that happened. occurred to me. This shot here of the girls' midriffs. Right. Shinji is, like, so depressed that he can't even bother to look up. Right, he should two. look at those girls' midriffs. Like, look at the bare midriffs, <laughs> right. Shinji. He's a teenager. He's Does not going to take a, a little peek. We've seen him take a peek before. <laughs> and we will again. Yeah, and we will again. <laughs> but here, he's just not, he's not into it. Can we do a quick pause? Uh, at 5.17, uh -huh. I, kn I was trying to figure out while I was watching this, because Shinji is, he's, so he's on a train. Where is Shinji? He's, he's escaping. He's running away. Uh-huh. Um, he got on a train to anywhere, and he ends up way out in the countryside later. And I was saying, well, okay, well, how big is Tokyo 3? Like, how yeah. long did he have to ride this train to get out of town? I get the feeling that he was just sort of riding it around a loop. Well, that's what I figured out. <laughs> when they said, <laughs> oh, it's the loop train. Oh, okay. So it is part of, like, the world building that they build in here. Yeah. Um, so he's just been going around. That it's you know when you see air aerials of Tokyo Three, it is a big it is a big circle. I just uh, remembered I have my show notes. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Well, the um, other thing I like to I like to point out on this scene is it's one of those where they do they do so much with almost no animation. Mm. So for a lot of this scene, it's frozen. Uh, the picture is frozen except for the little hand handles hanging from the ceilings are kind of swinging a little bit, mm -hmm. and then they. They fade in and out other passengers, and Shinji's, like, frozen still. Mm -hmm. So you get a sense of time passing, and, you know, you could tell that it was, like, commuter time, and then kids getting out of school time, because there's those girls in their uniforms. There's, like, an old guy <laughs> sleeping next to him, so <laughs> that guy probably had the long commute and fell asleep, and now it's not, it's evening, and Shinji's all alone. But all this time, they've they've done no movement animation, maybe a mouth moving and then just those handles from the ceiling. So Shinji's probably on the painted background. Here yeah, maybe. that's or true. They, they had to draw the him one picture. time. Right. And, and that's commenting that uh, in today's anime, it's like cameras swinging around and tons of shots and mm -hmm. cuts and, and whooshing and and blurred lines and stuff. But back then, you, you didn't have a lot of people in your animation team. So if you could mm -hmm. get uh, you, if you get two minutes of a show with only having to draw like three or four pictures, you just saved a ton of money. <laughs> but I imagine everyone coming out of animation school mm -hmm. are hot on the computer graphics too. That's probably yeah, yeah. how people train now is you learn how to do, how to work these programs that are doing all that work for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's the kind of skills that they're bringing and that they want to do. They just don't draw them anymore with traditional pen and paper <laughs> it's the, a the beauty of this train scene <laughs> can't be overstated yeah as look at the city in the background <laughs> like yeah. how it's kind of faded into the fog yeah it's sort of like this pixelated looking through a wet glass sort of look on the lights and the buildings behind them yeah it's very nice is that watercolor you think yeah it must be yeah Really that, that you, it also kind of reminds me of all those shots in um, Studio Ghibli, Spirited Away. There's that train, sort of like spirit train that ah. she rides. And they do shots like that. I mean, maybe it's just uh, a, a feature of Japanese life. You spend a lot of time on trains 
and so it's a it's a common thing to throw into <laughs> cartoons and stuff because we watched an anime uh film the other night a very modern one and they had those same kind of train station shots where there's a panic in the city uh-huh. and the schedule boards all s- they switch like dominoes dot, 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 down oh yeah the line yeah yeah to, like the panic screen uh-huh i was like ah oh, so maybe i'm getting it yeah <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just what happens whenever there's a panic in yeah, tokyo yeah. It's, that's <laughs> funny we don't get that part of the context okay i'm gonna hit play we're at 517 i'm hitting play mm-hmm. and that wasn't in the middle of a scene we're sticking to the rules the next scene is coming up in a couple that's right frames. So we'll have to talk frantically for 20 seconds here and then yeah <laughs> and then pause yeah it's it's a beautiful shot so shinji's like I got to go home. I got to go home. So he's he's kind of like what we call a pre-contemplative mm-hmm. in the uh in the uh medical biz. He's he's thinking about it, but he's not going home yet. Yeah. So now we're now we're at the theater. Yeah, this is really funny. He goes to this like apparently just garbage B movie, but it's also taking the opportunity to do some uh what is it called? Diagetic uh, explanation of the of the of the show's world mm-hmm. that's like this this action movie about the second impact and it's using the public version of second impact where there's a meteorite right yeah oh yeah yeah guys talking science babble did he react so the funny thing is nobody in that theater is even watching the movie <laughs> right. there's a guy sleeping on the floor there's a guy reading a book there's these two uh kids like necking heavy petting yeah but did he kind of react to that he smiles just a little bit i watched it and you expect like because i'm kind of conditioned for anime boys Uh uh-huh to be very like scared of sexuality yeah and like oh do you like this girl like oh oh, ah, well it's not like that (laughs) yeah yeah oh you know yeah and that's kind of their that's kind of the default like like her i just (laughs) right that would be so (laughs) shameful for a man to like to like have feelings about a woman (laughs) Oh, we yeah, we should comment on this. Um, but I was watching his face during, during that, yeah. and he just kind of observes. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah, so this he's, is great. He's just walking down, and what's that sound? It's the, those cicada. Oh, the, 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 the howling. howling in yeah, the background. I don't know. Right. Maybe it's just like the din of the city, like over, kind of overwhelming him. Let's pause it real quick. I was thinking of it as being like this is what it's like to have a panic attack or an anxiety attack, like. Uh, set you almost like tunnel not tunnel vision but like you're overwhelmed by the stimulus of Mm -hmm. sound kind of overbearing you and and here's shinji just sort of like alone maybe he's he's afraid that he has to go home Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to and it's just like anxiety building up on him i think it is a very insightful shot in that he's just an insightful sequence in that he's to the outsider, he's just kind of walking alone. Yeah. But then, you know, when you're going through something, you have this kind of roiling internal right, yeah. thing going on. So from the outside, he's just kind of walking down the street. It's it's sunset. There's mm-hmm. absolutely nothing going on. But then internally, he reaches this kind of breaking point and has like, yeah, like a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And it's the like sky is swimming and the buildings are swimming yeah yeah and then he does what shinji does i guess and gets and gets out of there just runs <laughs> and it's washed in this like uh-huh. heavy red mist kind yeah of, yeah with this howling like monstrous howling sounds mm-hmm. i thought maybe i could kind of map it to the sounds uh that you know uh the evangelion make or something yeah but it's kind of different it's yeah. kind of like I almost feel like it's it's just that that sort of white noise that is always going on 
but you don't pay attention to it. Out in a city, there's always sound. Yeah, um, get amped up. And it's just sort of becoming overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And so he runs home. I'll hit play at 7.16. We got Masato. She's awake, however, whatever time it is. There's a ton of, like, fashion and car yeah. magazines. like Checking Shinji's room again. Baka. Baka. So Shinji is... This is like a day later, right? Oh, so yeah, that's right. He didn't run home. He's, He's been out all night. Yeah, he just kind of like slept in the street in a red light district or something. <laughs> yeah. Which apparently, like, that's one of those only cities shots of Tokyo 3 we kind of get. of just, And in that shot, it's like a bustling, you know, downtown sort yeah. of. And uh -huh. There's all sorts of yeah, chatter and people around. action going on. Yeah. But now I like this part, too. He's yeah. up. He's we, up like pause around this or somewhere because this is really interesting maybe when he's looking out over the city yeah. here so he's he's standing on this you know this cliffside we see all uh -huh. these terraced steps should i which, pause it sure okay i'll pause it when he's sitting on the cliff i think we are cheating now we're in the middle of a scene <laughs> <laughs> well the, the terrace steps are interesting in oh, their at own 8 right. 17 we're paused at 8 we're paused 17. at 8 17 because i was trying to you know, I don't have any way to know. Is this something that they have in Japan? There, yeah. or, uh -huh. or is it you know something to do with you know recovering from the from the impact? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. is that because it looks like massive construction? If you're Japanese and you're in the suburbs of Tokyo, would you? <laughs> does this mean something to you? <laughs> right, right. Please uh -huh. report back and you know tell us about the uh, landscape <laughs> yeah. because that's interesting. But then there's there's the shot there, which I I often think of about the show, uh, Shinji kind of standing in the mist, looking very handsome. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of with the introspective look on his face. And I know from my old, like, you know, my my past life as a liberal arts kid, that that really struck me as like the shot of the romantic hero. Oh, okay, sure. And then I did a, I did I did my homework. While I was while I was watching uh, this sh earlier today, and it is actually like very strongly mapped to that. Oh, okay. Um, let me read the the Wikipedia entry quickly here. So, the romantic hero, a literary archetype referring to a character that rejects established norms and conventions, has been rejected by society and has themselves as a center of their own existence. Other characteristics of the romantic hero include introspection, triumph of the individual <laughs> over restraints of theological and social conventions. Wanderlust, melancholy, misanthropy, <laughs> alienation, and isolation. I think that Hideki Anno read this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, no, he didn't write this one, so that. <laughs> oh yeah, so this is this is uh, our other fellow. So, however, another common trait of the romantic hero is regret for their actions and self-criticism, often leading to philanthropy, which stops the character from ending romantically. Ah. Now check this out, and I and I know that shot of the of the like the mist and. Yeah. And I was like, I was trying to place it. So there's a famous uh, painting oh of the romantic hero. Whoa, this is a good find. From 1818, Casper uh, David Friedrich, Wanderer Above the Sea of Fog. Uh, wow. You can find it on Wikipedia. Okay, I'm going to have to put it, I'll, I'll have to tweet this, because this is, this is a good find, Mike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's um, it, like, it, it called out to me when I saw it, because I was like, wait. <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> uh huh. Interesting. So, so I mean, Gainax did 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 their uh, their 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 literary work. But how here. did they do it without Wikipedia? <laughs> right. They must have had intelligent people who just had an education. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there to do Interesting. it. Interesting. 
So they're painting Shinji here uh-huh. literally into the role of the romantic hero. Yeah. And he, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy. That's a perfect, uh, that's a perfect uh, description. I, I would think that that was a plot synopsis to this episode. If, if it oh, wasn't. the writer, he must have presented that and they're like, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> Like Hideki, I think this is what you're going for. You know, you know what else that just kind of occurred to me here, um, sort of to jump away from the romantic hero, but also ties in is he's up on the hillside looking out over Tokyo Three, right? And mm. I, I think as this this episode develops, he he comes to realize that like he needs to be there to protect these people that love him. Mm-hmm. Or that are at least showing um, some kind of an affection for him. Finally, mm-hmm. so Suzuhara and a- Ida Kun and Misato, and so not to spoil the episode, but the end of the episode is like those are the three people that are there at the station seeing him off, and Misato like gets there just as she thought he had left, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like looking out over Tokyo Three. It's Shinji realizing that he has to stay because this is where the people that the only people that care about him are here in Tokyo 3. I picked up on that too. They There's some allusions of the differences between family and associates, just people you know, but like the specialness of family. And Shinji is sort of like a family-less person. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, his, his, his mother met a tragic end. His father is uh, Gendo Ikari. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he has, he has some relatives he's been staying with but that he never shows anything but ambivalence stored there's a lot going on in his head here I, I think you're right as he's like we only see him again from the outside but he's an intelligent guy processing all this stuff having a long walk about and he's also like he also interfaces with everybody that he's met so far and at one point later on he kind of slings sort of a passive aggressive bit at misato essentially says like well, you're not family, so you wouldn't care, would you? Right, right. But I think he's kind of incorporating, like, should I stay in this life here? And then ultimately, he's a person who's driven by his responsibilities and this moral compass. That's something that I think it takes a long time of experience with the show to appreciate versus the the lazy coward who goes into <laughs> a fugue state at the end of the show. <laughs> like, oh. that's who he wants. That's who he is uh-huh. but he's trying to be better right 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 which is oh i know I, I, the I thesis thought, of the show <laughs> I was, it's funny because i thought you were think you were saying like um you need you you wouldn't pick up on these things necessarily unless you've already seen the show a lot of times but in today's binge culture oh right people will sit down and watch evangelion beginning to end and then never look at it again because, right right because they're gonna go watch any number of other um, heaps of content that's out there. Right. To me, it's like, I, I imagine someone seeing this and being completely blown away and then incorporating it into their worldview, you know, right. like with my experience, basically, <laughs> no, returning probably. to it over the decades. So we'll do it for you. You can, you can, you can do that. Just, we'll do that. We'll do that for yeah, you. Yeah, that life sounds attractive Keep coming to back you. to our uh, podcast and we'll, and we'll continue to uh, wax poetically. You can get it in pill form from us. So I'm going to hit play at 8.17. Okay, so this is... Oh, well, okay, so we get this shot of Ray. I just want to note, she's wearing a crazy prosthesis there. What? Her uh, In arm? her uh, bikini zone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they... Yes, she's wearing like a wedge triangle. Yeah, it's, it's, I noticed that too. It's sort of weird the way her 
bikini bottom is drawn. Right. There. <laughs> it looks like it might even be a, a piece of plastic. I know. Yeah. She's definitely got like the Kendall it's, crotch there. Yeah. It's not a, it's almost like it's not a piece of clothing. It's a, um, it's like a. But I think it's like a giant like pr prosthesis, like, it's like some a, kind of <laughs> chunk of It's a equipment. utility. We should probably pause. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> what happened there? So, Ray was being, uh, I, I wasn't really paying attention, but. So, this, it raises the question to me, and I guess, I think this is something I didn't notice for, for a while, is Ray is constantly being scanned and. Oh, we're paused at 9.02. At 9.02. We kind of went through this whole scene, which we'll now, <laughs> which we'll now recover. She's constantly being scanned and researched, kind of, and uh -huh. and I was trying, I was trying to figure, like, how does that fit into, like, who, like, who she is? I mean, essentially, you know, spoilers ahoy, but essentially, like, the question is, like, does it take? It's somewhere between. Does it take a lot of work just to keep Ray alive? Well, like, cause, does she need constant medical care? Well, that's what I'm wondering here because in that shot, they're just scanning her. Mm -hmm. She's got some tubes sticking out of her, but are they? Is that scanner is not like healing her, is it? Right. What are they doing? <laughs> right. And so, like, yeah, or are they, or is she just a research subject because she's an interesting organism? So, like, they yeah. Have this, or what's um, it like to like <laughs> examine this thing while it's alive? <laughs> and then what I, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what because I was gonna say why they we uh, again spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, who cares at this point? But why like they got this ray is all banged up. Why not just... <laughs> There's been a lot of words spilled about that. And I think we'll get to it. You jerks. <laughs> I'm not even going to watch. They spoiled the hell out of it. But, uh, I mean, I think I think the short answer is Gendo has a lot of affection. Right. I also noted, like, on, on her, like, CT scanner that she was going through or whatever mm -hmm. there, the digitized image of her, there's leads on it that don't match up with like where the leads are on her body. Hmm. So either they, they, they whiffed that one. Or they're implants or, or they're something. Or implants or something, hmm. which, you know, is, is entirely possible. <laughs> okay. and, and then in the scanner too, it's like essentially when they show us the scan, we're just looking at like a rainbow color uh -huh. over her body. So I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> like we're, they, do use, they do use some like color iconography during the show to identify different types of organisms mm -hmm. like angel versus not angel etc cetera, etc cetera. but they didn't they i don't know they didn't quite do as much maybe <laughs> work I mean, on, on well, this and then it's scene. it's ritsuko and misato having a little conversation there right yeah i think the main thing i mean because maybe it's just uh it's not just like technological you know sci-fi visuals to accompany like a a uh, plot moving yeah, it's, it's doing it's doing a bit of it's doing a bit of showing, like you know, introducing maybe this idea that if you think about it for a moment, why are we why are they scanning Ray? Oh, is it part of like her recovery? But then throughout the show, and I think we get a glimpse later on, like that her life is just kind of a lot of going through mm -hmm. all of this kind of stuff around the lab. But then also, yeah, Masato and Ritsuko, and it's kind of like Masato checking in with yeah. Ritsuko. It's kind of like, oh, hey, you know, boss, like, she's, you know, my, my ward is still gone. But then also they're friends, too. So it's, and they kind of speak for the most part at that level. Yeah. I thought that Ritsuko was a little, like, she's a little concerned, but she's not overly concerned. Uh-huh. 
she's not like, what? We got to find him now. She's kind of like, oh, well, what are you going to do about it? She's being kind of a cool boss. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's pretty good considering. The it's va- a pretty crucial value. issue, it yeah. seems like. But then I was trying to figure out, like, why is she not super worried? Yeah. And then also, we'll see soon after this, but like Gendo, when he's, you know, kind of apprised the situation, he's also not super worried about it being gone. In fact, he's his normal Gendo cool. He's like, mm, okay, well, fire him. Yeah. And we'll get Ray in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it must be within their kind of, you know, scientific tolerance or their mythological, <laughs> you know, version of what's going to happen with all this uh, angel business uh-huh. that it's kind of okay if they if they do shed Shinji that Ray can do, or maybe Gendo just knows that Shinji will come back. Yeah, that could be too. He's like, yeah, fire him, whatever. He'll come back. <laughs> so, uh, so at not nine minutes here, um, I'll hit play again. Shinji is like in a holding cell or something. So they, Oh, I, I just, you know, cause I glanced at this in my notes. I think this is important mm-hmm. was like Misato in this last scene. She's essentially trying to describe to Ritsuko why, her 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 view of like why did Shinji run away? They're kind of, and that's kind of like the the thing in the episode. A lot of people kind of oh why did Shinji run away? And Shinji's trying to figure out why did Shinji run away, and she ultimately says that she's sure he'll be killed eventually. Uh huh. Like Ritsuko he, says that. Uh, Misato says oh, that. Oh okay. You know she's like I don't blame him. He'll he's gonna get killed eventually. Uh huh. And she's kind of she's not sad that he ran away because mm-hmm. she already like she feels protective toward him. She likes him. And she's like, yeah, he's going to get killed. Like, I think there's that part of her that's like, okay, well, he'll he'll be spared that. And then we go to this. So at nine minutes, when I hit play, we go to this. So this flashback. is a flashback. Yeah. So she's reflecting. Okay. So why did why did he run away? Well, okay. I chewed him out. And we're going to get the answer why he ran away right away. Mm-hmm. They, they often give you <laughs> yeah. the classic classic <laughs> flashback uh, mode here. Yeah. Okay. So I'll hit play at nine nine oh two. I think we were at. So Masato is giving Shinji what for about his yeah. uh, his acting his acting on his own initiative during the last angel Not battle. Not following orders. Yeah, and Shinji's kind of sassing a little bit too. Well, this is really interesting because my take on this is that he's gotten a taste of independence. Right. Is for oh, for for going on and doing what he wanted to do. To he fight did what that. he wanted yeah. to do, and it worked out. Yeah. It was it was the right decision uh-huh. to rebel. And I think he loves, like, by default, he loves an easy choice. Mm-hmm. And so it's all kind of lined up for him. Like, hey, turns out I just have to pilot this robot. I don't have to listen to these guys, which is a great feeling for him. And I can still win and do everything I'm supposed to do. And he says in there, like, mm-hmm. well, I have to do it. And I'll probably get killed eventually. Yeah. You know. And he doesn't care. Yeah. And I don't care about myself. Yeah. So I'm forced to do this. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. I also don't have to listen to you. He's feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of my favorite little sequences in in the series is Ida out in the out in the grass playing soldier, which is so cool because having watched the uh, otaku no video, right. he's the model of this like yeah. military otaku, uh-huh. which I think we didn't even know about, which sort of translates into the American gun nut, yeah, <laughs> 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 like the guy who just thinks guns are really cool, but then the difference is. Our our people who think guns are really cool also think that shooting people with those guns would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the Japanese version, it's like, oh no no no, we don't want to murder yeah. anybody. Yeah, no, we're no. These are just toys. I just yeah, yeah. like I couldn't do anything I just in an think actual the, fight. The 
the gun technology is cool. This but is just I, for fun. Yeah. But then there's also a bit of that awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> of like trying to explain how war is cool, but also war is terrible. Yeah. This is kind of an interesting little thing where he says Suzuhara feels bad about punching you, and and his sister convinced him the robot saved us. And and he also like like uh, Aida brings up here like. Yeah, and can you imagine Suzuhara getting chewed out by like a by like someone younger than him and a girl? Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> mm? Oh, so jealous! You get to live with a total babe, and you get to pilot the Evangelion. So this is interesting to me, though. He talks about how he's just out here playing, mm-hmm. but then he also thinks it would be awesome, yeah, to yeah. actually go to war, right? Yeah. So there's this weird juxtaposition uh-huh. in how like this cultural like guy who loves who loves military stuff that's an interesting maybe we should pause uh here yeah um that's an interesting clue too not only is ida the same age as shinji but he's also his mom is dead is that is that yeah, what he said yeah. yeah they drop it in really beautifully yeah because they play it as oh this is meaningful for shinji because mm-hmm. shinji always loves any chance to make connection between people yeah yeah he, he just really thrives on that and so you you read it as that, but they're giving you a, a secret clue, mm-hmm. um, building up this kind of evidence that well, there's this weird circumstance that, as it happens, all of all of the the kids uh, in that class like don't have mothers and are the same age. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so make it that what you will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, do did we find that out about Suzuhara also? I guess he had to be with his sister. Because no one else in the family could, or I can't remember now. I can't put my finger on like when we figure that out about him in particular. But mm-hmm. I think that there's a point in the series where just someone says that. Oh, okay. Like, oh yeah, his class is just made up of these candidates. Interesting. Yeah. So let's let's uh, put a pin in it, and then <laughs> as we watch the series over the next two or three years, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll uh, look for that clue. Should I hit play again? We're at twelve oh nine. Sorry, I forgot to say we paused at twelve oh nine. I'll give you uh, listener a chance to go back to twelve oh nine, and I'm hitting play. Yeah, and he says, "This isn't yeah. for guerrilla warfare. I'm just having fun." Yeah. Which in a world of like monsters and like giant robots and whatnot, like yeah. Uh huh. I do like this. They found him. Who sent these guys out to it, get the, him? The intelligence agency of Nerve. Oops. Yeah. He comes out all <laughs> tough. Yeah. And then it's like these four hulking suits, five hulking suits yeah. of the tent surrounded. And it's uh Nerve Security and Intelligence, the NSI. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking you to HQ under Section 8. Yeah, yeah. He's like, cites the rule. Will you comply? Yes. So, like, there's a shot of, like, his fake gun uh-huh. there. And yeah. now we're back in school. And Suzuharo is, is chewing Aida out for, like, not being a man. Yeah. Standing up to these guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you talking about? And then the girls in this class are, like, you know, they're whispering about what a coward this guy was because apparently this is the buzz of the school. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But Ida's like, look, why would I start some stuff with these guys? I clearly would get my ass handed to me. Ida is the wise one throughout yeah. the show. And now we have Misato doing another uh, another interview. And she's a lot softer here at first. Mm-hmm. I feel like she, you know, she kind of comes in and she's just, like, grateful to see him. and. Oh, and there's that line. Yeah. You're not going to scold me because you're not family. 
And it must be hurtful to Masato to hear that. Yeah. Because that's, that's what she's tried to do. And maybe that's why him. they show her in silhouette there. You can't get a read on her face. Right. And she doesn't have family, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, that's notable about her. Right. Is that she's she's an orphan and kind of coming at this with no no attachments. So Shinji is kind of like, he's giving the same story as before, but mm-hmm. now he's... He's he's a little he's a little hesitant about it, and he's he's kind of much more uh, kind of beaten down about. It. He's I think he's had time to think it through and has found his argument lacking. Yeah, he's like yeah, I guess I have to do this. He's not like yeah, I figured it out. This is I can give my life meaning and not have to think for myself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's also a little bit there about he realizes that Ray would have to pilot it, so. Does he have feelings for Ray? Maybe that's another reason he should not run away. Yeah, we should pause it. At fifteen twelve, there's there's a really great shot at the end of that scene. It's it's the shot of anguish that the show does a lot, where they they show some kind of you know visual effect in the mm-hmm. person's face and the eye sort of the eyes twitching or whatever. In a really inspired turn, I noticed <laughs> that it's the same. Um, background motif as this panic attack oh yeah earlier it's like uh-huh. the the drifting red yeah, yeah like clouds going by and the sort of um i don't know how you do that but the the distance mm-hmm. i guess the swirling world around yeah things kind of like effect. kind of flowing past each mm-hmm. other uh which is just a great like callback very subtle very cool and i was trying to figure out what is like okay so what is his pain there what is the what is the turmoil that shinji is is that kind of like one of the first times that Misato sort of gives up on him? Like she's fed up with him and storms out and, and she's really mad at him now. Yeah. And he does like basically want to be, he wants to be accepted. Yeah. You know, and, and he's going through a lot of like, you know, kind of, kind of like depression mindset where looking for excuses, why people don't like you, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, you don't care about me cause you're not family. So therefore I'm unlikable. So yeah. therefore like, I don't have any value. He's, he's doing all that. I think, and Masato, I think, really does kind of freak out on him for about the same reasons. Mm-hmm. And she couches it in military speak a bit, like, "Oh, you're not, you're not worth it if you're not going to make a decision." More like, "You should be a strong Japanese man." Right. Like the worst thing that a man could be would be indecisive. <laughs> <laughs> but I think she is also really hurt too that that he doesn't want to to stay. Yeah. I think it's significant that they don't show her. Um, they keep her in silhouette for that whole sequence, right. so you don't get to you don't get to see. You kind of just imagine how how she's reacting. Yeah, she really loses it, and we know from from hearing her before, her mindset isn't. Yeah, we need you to pilot the Evangelion. Her mindset is like, yeah, you're better off <laughs> like right. getting out of here. And so he shows back up, and he's still wishy washy about it. It's got to be very anxiety producing for her. You know, stay or go, but you know you're kind of putting me through something. Right. Here. Yeah. And we have a, we have Ray to pilot the thing. If you're not like, going to do it, like you don't have so, to do this. You Her understanding is like, yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter what other people think yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's like, they've, they've said that Ray can do it. Like this, you know, this isn't on you. You can, you can, you can go come and go as you please, but like, stop, stop yanking my chain. Which is different from that flashback where he's like, only I can pilot it. And so I'll do it. Oh yeah, that's right. Because he asked her, like, yeah. okay, well, what if I, what if I don't? Because he must have had that as, well, like, pretty much have to, right? And she asked, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "Yeah, Ray'll do it." Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's oh, sort of a, okay. a revelation. Yeah. Well, you know, well, I don't want her to go through that. Mm-hmm. I probably should. He has that more. He has a more 
moral compass, he's like, by default, that leads him to, okay, but I should still do it. Mm -hmm. I guess I have to. Blah, 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 blah. Right. <laughs> okay. Hitting play at 1512. Um, we got Gendo and Ritsko, and they're walking behind Ray. Reports from the Marduk Institute. We missed most of this scene. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, so he just said there is no fourth children. Um, and we have Ray behind, and he also says, so they're kind of arguing a little bit. You know, Ritsuko is saying, Ritsuko is saying essentially, yeah, I don't think Ray actually can do this because when we tried when we tried to run that activation test earlier, right? That's why she's all beat up now because as we'll see in a later episode, yeah. it doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. But Gendo is confident that'll work out, and there's a point where like uh, Ritsuko like looks. We should probably pause again. <laughs> so we're talking into like the next okay. scene now. Ritsuko looks behind. Paused at 16 minutes. Uh, Ritsuko looks behind her and kind of looks at Ray, like doubtful, like you want. Yeah, but that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having her do it. So just a little bit of plot work <laughs> done yeah. there. But Gendo is, yeah, utterly, utterly confident. Prime Japanese male yeah. <laughs> on display there. Or he knows that. <laughs> right. That it. If it doesn't work out, it'd be just a thing to lure Shinji back or something. And that's what I believe. I yeah. think that, like my my version of Gendo is that he's got he's surrounded himself with people he can understand and predict, and he knows how to play every person. Mm -hmm. So okay. he's thinking three or four moves down, right? And there's also this thing that comes up more well throughout the story if you if you listen carefully. But that they have a they have a script mm -hmm. that came from you know, ancient documents that kind of show how a lot of it, a lot of the, um, like, I think kind of like the big picture that's going to work out. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of worked out all the angles and he sort of knows that things are going to be okay as long as he does certain things. It's 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 uh, ordained. So is that the Dead Sea Scroll stuff that comes up later? Or? Yeah, yeah. Like they found these ancient documents. I used to puzzle over like, okay, it's on the Dead Sea Scrolls. Like, does that mean the angels came roughly... 2,500 years ago or something, or like Windows. But then I realized, like, well, the Dead Sea Scrolls in the world of Evangelion are probably some other bit of angelic or whatever technology mm -hmm. that they were able to decipher and kind of get like a bigger picture of what's going on. Probably would have shown up in episode 34 or 40 or so. <laughs> if, they, if, they, <laughs> if they didn't run out of money. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's Gendo. Just being Gendo there. He knows he knows what's going on. He's not concerned about Shinji running away. So at 1601, um, we're, we'll hit play again. <laughs> this scene is Shinji's at the train station and Suzuhara and Ida-kun. And I figure Ida must have known where they were dropping him off because he, he talks a couple of times about his father working in like some kind of some kind of technical aspect. In yeah. There. So I think he kind of has access to information. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I do remember seeing that. It's coming up right here. So let's hit play at 1601. He says, can I go talk to my buddies for a little bit? Intelligence is forces are pretty kind about letting him go talk to his buddies. Yeah. Suzuhara's like, I shouldn't have hit you twice. Well, they're doing some real like... Hit me back. Some real manly <laughs> crap here. Like, we should punch each other to make, make things yeah. right. It's like you have to you have to punch me because I punched you earlier. Now we respect each other. I like how his guards are sitting there checking their watches. Like <laughs> this stupid teen drama. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, no, the guards are great through all this because now they're just kind of like enjoying the show. 
Yeah. Just kind of watching. <laughs> and now check this out. After um, after Shinji like slugs Suzuhara here. Look at him. <laughs> and they're laughing. <laughs> they're like, that was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> so it's like all the men here are really enjoying this. Like uh, everybody yeah. enjoys like a good manly punch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He slugged him pretty good. Oh yeah, it had full like anime punch sound effects <laughs> yeah. on it. Oh, here we go. He says, we we figured you'd be here because we've said goodbye to a lot of classmates from here lately. Oh, there we go. Yeah. This is just a routine for them. So we they're just speaking the truth yeah. to him. Like, yeah, we know that you're the pilot of that robot, so they're probably going to blow up the city next time yeah. those monsters come back. But uh, we're like, cool with that. Yeah, Suzuhara's like, we saw how bad it is. Yeah. Um, so Shinji's swimming in free will here, which is you know, kind of necessary for him because then he gets to make an honest choice. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And you said, saw the reaction on his face too where he's like, oh, like you guys, like this, this yeah, is no you secret. guys are my friends. <laughs> like didn't yeah. occur to him that he had friends, oh, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you understand, someone who understands what it's like up there because they were up there with me. They're like family. Yeah. And then I like this after all that like masculine like play down there yeah you know shows his true feelings here yeah i like this reading i'm a sneak and a weakling the way um the way the uh the voice actor delivers those uh -huh. like it's it's just it's very like you know pulls on the hard strings yeah yeah i'm weak and a coward so back you know meanwhile later yeah. <laughs> i'm back on the base he's gone i guess Sato and ritsuka are just kind of walking the yard yeah and now we get the hedgehog's dilemma the closer they get. And this is fantastic because it's like she's talking about herself here. Mm -hmm. She's like, I get it now. He left. He talks like that because he doesn't know how to express his feelings. And they they juxtapose his face over hers. Right. And so she's she's examining like their relationship and kind and she's she's learning that, oh, he really does care about me. Right. Like I really do care about him. That's why I'm reacting this way. That's why he's reacting this way. Doing some good therapy. <laughs> like yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, she's realizing like, you know, which leads her in this like just amazing closing sequence for the show. Like, okay, well takes 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 two, you know, like yeah. and she comes to, you know, go tell him like, don't leave. Keep it up. This is and they and the realization how how similar they are to each other. Oh yeah, which I think is just enormous through the series. They they learn that they really, what's the term? They really are two similar cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have uh, far more in common than otherwise. And she comes roaring up in her uh, French car, not German. <laughs> it's a little callback. <laughs> so another like great, just like the last episode, another great closer. I mean, this is cinematic. Like the two guys yeah. see, like, "Hey, look, it's that babe from before." Yeah. And then we did, we've got these close shots, and she goes through this range of of experiences here, having seen that she, he's already left on the train. Uh. She's frustrated, but they show the they show the viewer that he's still there. Yeah. But we watch had, her go through this kind of yeah. like punishing, like, and she looks up kind of like in uh, sadness there, and then he didn't get on the train. And we, we heard her voice echo in his head earlier. And he's surprised to see her there. Right. I love this probably my if we had to pick a favorite. Oh, it's one you can hear the the music playing in the train station. You imagine these these two are like like gazing into each other's eyes from yeah. across the tracks. 
maybe they're too far apart to say anything to each other. Right. But they're it's like awkward to like just shout across yeah. like the train station. I mean, check this out. What a love scene. Yeah. <laughs> The train station is kind of that romantic uh, yeah. idea too. Like get there, and, and you can hear the. Why I just thought of Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm home. Tadaima, okaeri nasai. To be continued. All oh right. my goodness! And that's the uh, the episode. That's it. I know that one. That one is a stunner. You know, it just occurred to me why maybe they took out well. I wanted to watch the end credits, but then I remembered that they don't have uh, Fly Me to the Moon anyway. So it's hardly worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then add on top of that, Netflix like starts getting you oh. started on, they want you to binge this thing. So they, <laughs> they start, they start right up with, yeah. uh, I hate that. Yeah. We could, we could end, we could end our podcast like, on like a 10 minute rant about the start, the opening and closing of shows on Netflix where is, they try to force you to like proceed on to the main show. Yeah. You have to like not click the wrong. If you click the forward button, it'll just go to the next one. You have to select off of the play next episode button. I don't think, do they do the fan service thing at the end of the Netflix ones? Cause remember they, on the original versions of the show, they would have like a 10 second teaser for the next. Oh, episode. I don't know. I don't think they do. No. Um, Boo. <laughs> I mean, I would never watch they them because really I hate spoilers up. so much. Yeah. But yeah, they really should have paid the extra fifty thousand dollars. Just get it. Come on. To get the right, the right uh, credit sequence here. Yeah. We haven't really explained in about six months what we're talking about here, right. but as a crappy version of yeah. the ending credits. So I was trying to think of a a good closing bit for us because the could we we've had. Oh, they do it. Oh, they do do the. Uh, All right, next. They do the next teaser. week on. We get a Ray episode next time. Oh yeah, which Good. is which is great because we've had what like f- four Shinji yeah. and Misato episodes in a row, and so we're going to actually explore out uh, in our characters a little oh, bit. Exciting! I want to watch it now. Yeah, we're going to get <laughs> three months. Okay. Anyway, so as a as a closing, like as an end of episode bit, we've had the uh, pick a favorite. Pick a favorite animation or moment. Okay, what if you can't pick that glorious or just absolutely gorgeous? Yeah, that's uh, what we should do. We should pick the you second. Have to pick a, a different one because I love that. The one that's not obvious that obviously isn't the best. Mm-hmm. Something else from the oeuvre. <sighs> Maybe something that we didn't talk about. I don't know if I'm smart enough to like call yeah. back. That. Okay, so I oh. mean the romantic <laughs> hero shot. I yeah, mean, we spilled a lot great. of words on that. Yeah. I think that's that's pretty great. And it's a great find that. Uh, to put that maybe you can put a link to it on the website and i'll tweet something yeah out, i'll I'll pull it up i'll probably do like a the uh, a shot on hero. top of each other yeah that's really good yeah so that's a good shot for sure i like i like the ray um going through the scanner sequence because of all the mm-hmm. all of the uh work it does mm-hmm. for the show it's a good example of like kind of just smart television where they're giving you like a bit of it's easy to just mentally skip over a lot of what's going on there. It's kind of like, oh, I guess they're doing some science stuff here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're slipping a lot of character work in. You see work done for Ritsuko, which we haven't really met mm-hmm. in a lot of ways yet. Mm-hmm. Misato, we kind of see this picture into Ray's life character. Again, we haven't really even met yet. Mm-hmm. It does show that they've already thought the, th- the show through. 
Mm-hmm. Like they know they know what's going on with these characters well ahead of time. It's not like Twin Peaks is in my mind an old show that famously like they had a really strong start for an episode or two where yeah, well, yeah. David Lynch, uh the the auteur of that show was still involved and then he just left and kind of left the writers to be like, <laughs> Okay, I guess we'll come up with more David Lynch stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just like make up the show on the fly. Uh-huh. Or the or the most recent Star Wars movies. Right. <laughs> where um they clearly didn't story arc three Right, right. Movies. They just sort of yeah, they, they sort of uh, handed the project on to the next group, <laughs> and they came up with something, and then and it shows. Yeah, <laughs> it shows. But this is different. Like uh-huh. this is Hadekiano s- s- did a lot of work on this show, and he mm-hmm. had people who were dialed right in to the whole show, like character design and writing and animation. Like everybody's working together and like making making things work. So that was the. Ray being scanned. <laughs> right. um, if I had to pick a shot, I was just thinking of that. Um, we mentioned it before we started recording. Was the shot of Suzuhara and Ida um, showing up at Misato's apartment? And it's oh, kind of like the the camera is way back, and they're they're at the door, but we're standing, you know, a good thirty feet away from them, maybe. Oh, right. And kind of watching this little. Um, from our perspective, we don't. We're almost like eavesdropping on this mm-hmm. conversation like of they what's drop going the volume on. of the, the voices down low. and it's this low yeah shot from way back very cinematic yeah that's yeah. a good one awesome <laughs> well we've done it um so we're now in the we're now in the postscript on our uh, on our life raft script here um, um we've done a lot of plugging our uh, our our social media conquest. So here. I guess just for everyone who's still with us at two <laughs> two hours plus, um, evangelionpodcast.com right. is our website. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is at neon podcast ava one. Follow us. Smash that follow button. Um, the website. I don't know for the two or three of you still with us, and I'm being optimistic there. <laughs> the website is a good way to kind of get our take on the episodes after the fact. I do a little write-up, and I kind of post content that got mentioned during the episode, okay. during the plugcast um, on there. Uh, so I have a bit of fun with that, and uh, there's a nice index of all of our sh- all of our plugcasts on there. Yeah, that's And that's next time. Oh, yeah. Okay, so just uh, we're still following our, our same, uh, our neon plan mm-hmm. <laughs> for the for this show. Mm-hmm. Of alternating Evangelion episodes with other of ep- of plugcasts about other works by Hidekiano, in roughly in chronological order. And I made I, sp- I spent a good chunk of time and came up with a pretty good Hideki anography of all of his work. Here, there's an awful lot on here um, to pick through, but I think we'll kind of pick the highlights and kind of try to watch like shows he's worked on, movies he's done. Next up after the Daikon three and four is the Super Dimension Fortress Macross, which oh, Steve excellent. has more experience with than I do. Mm, little. A little bit. I played the, we used to play the uh, RPG, um, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons, but they made a... Oh, cool. Uh, actually, no, I'm sorry. That was Robotech. Oh, also cool. <laughs> um, Macross. I had a, I had a VF, no, that's, yeah, that's right. The VF1S. Uh, Strike Valkyrie is the mech from it. Oh, cool. I used to have that toy. Somebody stole it from me, though, and I'm pretty sure it was one of my sister's friends <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> like, when they had a party or something in my house because it went missing. 
Um, and it was suspiciously yeah. <laughs> right after that. But um, I think the the amount of this show, you know, that was the original line of this show is 36 episodes. And I think that's the stuff that, you know, Anno worked on. I even put his his position in each of these shows on here. So he was an animator. Okay. But he was an animator at Gainix. Um, and he didn't work alone in creating Evangelion. And just yeah, yeah. watching the first episode of Macross a little while back, it's like, it's clearly like from the same hands yeah, yeah. as Evangelion. So oh. it was a lot of fun kind of seeing a more primitive version. So I'll try to um, devour as much of that as I can <laughs> between now and the next time we can record. I mean, you've got a baby coming. So I know. I imagine it might be hard to get another episode going, but if... Yeah. If, if we can squeeze out a couple of hours one night, I can travel to your place too. Um, even though it might be loud, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think it I, I think it'd be fun, yeah, to watch like watch our own, watch as much as we can together and it would it would be a lot of fun, I think, to add this to my like, you know, experiences with anime because everything I've ever heard is that that uh Super Dimension Fortress Macross is a quality show. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like I said, it. I watched some of it as a kid. I don't, it wasn't my favorite as a kid, so I don't remember. I didn't watch it nearly as much as Star Blazers I'm always talking about. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah. And so when do you think we can record again? Always <laughs> <laughs> well, a challenging question. Um, I think my memory, uh, having a new baby around, <laughs> it both gives you a lot of time and not a lot of time. Yeah. I do have a couple of months off. Okay. Um, so in my uh, eternally optimistic mind, like, well, you we work... should be able to get back on okay. the horse. And also to, like, watch a lot of episodes of this will take at least a few weeks. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll make give myself homework. I'll try to just plow through as much of it as I can. I'll try to do, too. Time. <laughs> we'll see how we do. And, I mean, if we get back together within a month, we're doing great. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Cool. Very cool. So I guess this is Steve Ayers. And um, why don't I see if I can throw up some uh, see you later. Oh, here we go. Some see you later music. You know what we should music. do? We should play Fly Me I'm to the I'm doing moon. it right now. Yes. <laughs> Have a proper ending. Quality. This yeah. is for us. Right, right, <laughs> right. If you're with us, hey, uh, drop me a DM on Twitter. We, right. will, we will read it on the air and do the suggestion within reason right we basically have to yeah right thank you for joining us till next time bye bye